are live. Hey, Concrete. Happy Sunday. Happy Easter Sunday. What's Happy Easter. Thank you. Thank you. How's it going? How is has your day started out? How has your week been? Well, it was a really, really good week. Um, and then today, what did I do yesterday? I did some stuff yesterday. <sighs> yesterday was a long day. Oh, I took Solomon to the amusement park and Aww. I was out there all day yesterday. Um, he didn't want to leave. I found out he Where y'all go to Six Flags? No, girl. We went to um Fun Spot. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, found out he got a little girlfriend uh -oh. that he ain't been saying nothing about. And I met her mama. And her Ooh. mom was like, Oh, is this the Solomon she always be talking to? Oh yeah, they got a crush on each other. And I was like, Oh. Like, mm. Mm. Okay, first of all, you know, your son is a Scorpio, so I'm surprised he ain't had girlfriends since he could talk because, Listen, baby, child. you got to watch them Scorpios. You have to watch them. Mm. Yes. Um. So that was cool, you know, but we were out there all day. So I mm. felt like my whole day was at the freaking amusement park and mm. I was you over kids, it. Baby, they will monopolize your time. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. But she dark skinned. Oh, he got him a chocolate one. Okay. Yeah, he got a little chocolate girl. I was like, okay. Okay. Look at so, that. Um, yeah, I was like, okay. Um, I was a little relieved. You know. <laughs> <laughs> a little They're gonna be like colorism, colorism. <laughs> Reverse colorism. <laughs> you already know how it's gonna go. And then today I don't really have anything planned, but um, I guess I got to cook like some Easter dinner or something. Girl, I'd be forgetting about them little holidays like this. Listen, you better Instacart a meal over there. Listen, I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> um, my week has been busy as heck. And yeah, it's only the beginning. So I have had just a very fulfilled week, but just checking checklist as i do um but i've had yeah, thanks for putting me on your checklist too mm. listen no i'm so sorry mm. about that. i thought about it monday and i was like okay we're supposed to go and i don't know why i didn't i had so much stuff to do i did just didn't cross my mind again and but i i did i did get a lot done and then um I was kind of even debating if I was going to cook for Easter. And I was like, okay, well, maybe I'll cook Saturday. But yesterday was the only day that I didn't have like appointments or, you know, this person to meet with and pay this deposit or do this and do that. Like, so I was like, okay, you know, I need to take advantage of this time. And we had some last minute things to do for my fiance. And then I was like, okay, I might as well go to Sam's and get some just light stuff to throw on the grill for today. So um, I had a very productive week. I ain't mad at it, like at all whatsoever. Well, that's great. Are you excited? I'm starting to get excited. Like, are you nervous? To do. No, I'm not nervous at all. Like, mm -mm. I'm not even a little bit nervous, but. It's been like nerve wracking up to this point because I'm like, it's yeah, so much to do. I can but imagine. Now, 
I'm starting to kind of be like, okay, whatever happens, happens. Like, and it's like just my own, I'm anal. So literally I'm like obsessing about things that I'm like, okay, well, you know, I don't really like, like I ordered something and I didn't like, it came flawed and I'm like, okay, well, if I don't have it, I don't have it. Like it still will go off without a hitch and everything will be fine. Yep. So I'm just, I'm starting to get into cruise mode and just kind of let whatever happen, happen. Good, good, good. Because it will definitely, definitely wreck your brain. Um, and it's like the most trivial things that you would normally care about. Mm -hmm. oh, it takes its toll. So I'm trying to tell you and I be trying to do too much. Like literally, I told you I was complaining about like my friends and them not like stepping in or like being like, okay, even like my bridal shower like they was very lackluster with it and then my best friend said something to me a few some time ago and she had reached out to my daughter and i was planning on doing my own thing and my daughter was like oh my gosh why mom and then so she was like I, so she had to tell me the surprise so she told me the surprise and i've just come in and taken over like okay well i want this 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 and this and then if we do this but you gotta you and that's the thing though um Sometimes you really do have to take a back seat mm -hmm. and just let things kind of go off without a hitch. Um, and yeah. even if that process doesn't turn out right, mm -hmm. it's okay. You know what I mean? Um, because yeah. that's something less that you have to stress about and you don't have to necessarily focus on all that. So I think that, you know, like sometimes it's like, you know what? If this is what they're willing to do for me, let I me know. accept that and be gracious about it. But and I don't want to come off mm. as ungrateful, but like no, it don't come across as ungrateful. Well, it's something country. that I wasn't gonna like, and I was like, no, I want like a tea party themed garden party type of <laughs> like they was wanting something completely different so that's why i stepped in and then i'm like okay well i got this set menu that i want like i want this this and this oh, OMG. i know yeah but i'm appreciative it's just mm -hmm. like i don't I, I'm, I'm not one of those people who could fake the funk like if somebody give me a gift that i don't like I, i'll never like make them feel bad and i'll be like oh you know thank you babe but i'll be like like i'll i'll say like I thought you was gonna give me such and such, such. so I'm nice about it. Oh, gee, I thought I was bad. I think you got me beat, cause oh, child, like my facial expression to give it away from me. Listen, don't you want people to know, like, okay, so they don't get you the same thing next year? Well, they ain't gonna give me the same nothing, um, anyway. And then you have to kind of keep in mind, mm -hmm. like, I'm very, very vocal about what it is that I want. Mm -hmm. So when I talk to my friends and my friends are, are, are actually pretty good gift givers. Mm -hmm. Like they're pretty great with that, but I'm not like the surprise party type of person. Okay. Um, you know, like I'll do a dinner or something like that, but I don't, it Why? Have to be, um, I don't know. I've just, I've just never been in a more, I'm more private than I would actually give myself credit for when mm -hmm. it comes down to stuff like that. When me and Curlin got married, I didn't want a lot of people. Mm -hmm. I actually just wanted it to be me, him and the kids. And, you know, my brother was there. And so I was glad he was there. And um, mm -hmm. one of my other friends. And that was it. And that was good. That was good enough for me for right then. Um, I wanted something real small, real private, because I'm like, we can plan for something bigger later. Mm -hmm. and 
you know, I'll feel like I'll be able to really, really plan. But when you're like, we moved, we got married. No, we got married. We moved. We bought the house. We did all that shit in like a, a, a yeah. couple weeks time frame. It was a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And then, then to get COVID like right after that, it was just madness for like the first three months. It was straight madness. Yeah. And so I'm like, I'm so glad that it was small. And even in that small process, it was like getting your hair done, getting your makeup done, making sure you find the right accessories, uh, getting fitted for a dress. Um, flowers getting the kids uh together and it, it wasn't that process wasn't that bad but it was just like shoot it's a lot especially with all the stuff that we had going on because i think around that time we were still looking for a house yeah because we we closed our house like june 10th. i can't remember everything but yeah it was a stressful it was a very stressful process like the whole thing was just I can understand that. Ooh. And to be completely honest, like y'all, y'all were doing a lot. And I'm I'm a very like I'm low key. And I'm like, dang. I, like as a kid, I used to be like, oh, you know, as a child, like dreaming of a big wedding. I'm like, I don't want a big wedding. <laughs> Even yeah. if it wasn't the pandemic. And I have a huge family. My mom alone had 10 kids. My um grandmother had eight kids, and then she has eight siblings that have a bunch of kids like i have a humongous family mm -hmm. but i knew like i wanted low-key i don't like a lot of fuss being made about me either so like i just don't like a lot of fuss being made about me <laughs> so but i'm like okay i have to come to terms with it it's still gonna be small relatively like people just like you know my, my siblings and just very that i'm very close to so it'll still be small but i don't like all that pomp and circumstance i could do without that i never yeah. want a big fancy wedding dress i'm just simple well when i get um when I get this weight up off of me mm -hmm. and, um, you know, I was telling Curlin that um, once I lost uh, this weight or whatever, then I probably will do me like a fancy schmancy uh, wedding. Mm -hmm. um, but I still want to do like destination. I still want it to be very yeah, that's, small that's and boutique. Cool. Like, yeah. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, I still mm -hmm. want something very classy, very small and boutique. Like, I don't want yeah. I still don't want a lot of people. Right, right, right. Um, but I do want to walk down the aisle with my dad, mm -hmm. and I would want, you know, like my my immediate family, right, um, right, to right. mostly be there. My my really close friends and everything. So yeah, I'm. I think yeah. Like I said, when I lose this weight, child, I'm coming. Really, I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm, coming. I'm, I'm in so... at the gym, girl. Ooh. Okay, get it in, get it in, child. Ooh. Like I feel like I'm so stressed. I just haven't even been eating like at all. If I eat once a day. <laughs> I'm like good and it's probably like at 8 p.m. because oh, I just have wow. so like literally so my days are just packed but nonetheless I'm excited enough talk oh, look, about look at look, look at it chunky ass oh my god see see Ed <laughs> it's, it's Easter Sunday all them gym flicks and got the nerve to try to come for you like I know he's such a hater don't hate on me Ed I want to get fine yeah Shit. Um, I'm halfway there. Don't don't. Mm. Listen. Wait. Um, the thing. Is, okay, so to Supreme, just really quickly. Um, <sighs> so I uh, marriage does not const is not rooted in religious doctrine. I am a spiritual person. I just don't subscribe to a specific religion. Marriage is between you, your partner, and 
you know, whoever you pray to. Like religion has nothing to do with marriage. Absolutely nothing at all. That's why, you know, you don't need the state's approval in order to marry. It's literally between, you know, you, your partner and you and your partner literally becoming one um, in the presence of your friends and family and, you know, honoring whoever you pray to, if you pray to anybody. But it's not a religious um it's not something that's rooted in religion. And the fact that you are saying that it's rooted in religion contradicts your earlier comment about um, you know, state-sanctioned marriages. If it's rooted in religion, then that in and of itself should mean that the state has no place in it. But marriage is not rooted in religion. Really and truly, like it's a binding of a partnership that you formed with the person that you love. I'm I'm so curious as to why he would even be concerned about marriage if that's not even his concern. And I'm I'm always surprised at what people come to argue about and what they're so concerned about. Um Supreme Clientele, you came in the comment section earlier on talking about um ask concrete's fiance or some shit. What? And I'm like, mind your fucking business. Oh That's y'all's problem. Y'all don't know how to mind your fucking they business. They literally be upset. Like I, I question if a lot of the people that are that like have that negativity to say, like if they have a relationship, because they literally be obsessed nope. with other people's relationships. Nope. Don't have a relationship. They're lonely as fuck. Listen. You don't have anything going on. The only thing you can bring your ass over here to do is to watch what we do and to watch our happiness and to watch our success. That's what, what you, you have to what? do. The thing is, I here. saw somebody make an assertion that um, I've been engaged for 10 years to my fiance. Literally, people will just make things up to say, didn't know the man 10 years ago, didn't know the man five years ago. But literally, people will make up anything to say about you in order to slander your relationship or hate on your relationship. And it has to be people that's miserable because misery loves company, people that don't have their own relationships. Facts. That's why they're so obsessed with all facts. Like you have time to investigate, look mm-hmm. through your concern with everything that me and my co-hosts have going on and we be sitting around this mug like i barely be in people business now you put me in your business then you put me in your business a lot of times i don't comment on um people's personal shit but then it's like a motherfucker be they be waiting and ready like oh well you've been engaged this long or oh well you was a baby mama when he married you and you you I were mean, a baby mama and so you can you can uh use your personal business when it suits you yeah pretty much but the thing is for you to come in the comments i wasn't discussing or disclosing my personal business when you came in the comments and made a snide comment and all y'all want to do is just like attack people and try to break down their talking points for what reason i saw death racer saying that you know um becoming one is religious amalgamation is spiritual it's not religious y'all do not know how to differentiate between religion which is binding and spirituality like they're not the same there is a difference i specifically just said that i'm a spiritual person so my beliefs have spiritual roots and that is not religious it's spiritual you're talking about critique isn't an attack this is the thing though Every time we come live and we voice our opinions on something, y'all y'all be sitting over here draw so far up your ass you could taste the cotton. And we we literally be sitting over here chilling. We we literally be sitting over here chilling. We don't keep up a lot of shit. 
Um, now concrete don't be involved in a lot of bullshit I do, but it's it, it, it's amazing to me that y'all be sitting over here coming for our Nick when people be yeah. on this motherfucker saying so yeah. much stuff like that's so that's much worse well, I don't than even anything mind. we can talk about. I don't mind constructive criticism. I don't mind a critique if we're dialoguing, but people like, like I said, like even Atari, like you bringing up my name and, and, uh, you know, misquoting information about my relationship that is not even applicable. And you brought me into a situation where I wasn't even present for. So to make comments before the show starts saying something about my fiance, how is that giving me a critique? Because you weren't speaking to me. We weren't engaging in a dialogue together, but nonetheless, I don't But then if you drop the link, Supreme would be the last person to come up here to even say, and this this is why people don't have a lot of respect for some of y'all. If we drop the link, you could come up here and actually have a dialogue back and forth and actually have a discussion. What you whole ass niggas do is stay your punk asses in the comments like little girls. Like little girls. Yeah. I don't um, even well, concrete ask concrete's fiance. Where the fuck your fiance at? Where your where your significant other at? But you know what? I don't even want to do that because Girl, literally that You know that, I'm I'm ready to turn up. Curlin and already left me at home, so I'm already mad. I'm already it a mad. Energy. Listen, okay, sis. Let's 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 talk about some tea too. We was right. just y'all know how we do. We exchange pleasantries. I actually haven't talked to her in a few days, so this be our opportunity to I'm catch sorry. up too. It's not literally just trying to fill dead air, but I want to talk about a little bit of tea. Okay, <laughs> so, girl, because you know I was getting ready to go. Listen, I, I, know, I was I ready. Know, I know. I feel. I was you ready. The same way. Like I'd be so tricked. I, I'm kind of like I said. I'm on cruise mode, so I'm feeling. I'm kind of like in a good mood about good. all the festivities. So I'm just like, I ain't even about to go there. Yeah, girl, don't let this ratchet ass energy <laughs> rub off on you. You about to be a merry woman, honey. Listen, and I'm sitting over here, yeah. baby. You know, uh, I'm I'm almost settled in with it, child. I'd be ready Listen. to fight. Listen, <laughs> look, I. I, I Typically, especially when it comes to my relationship, I be too. But um, okay. So, did you see uh, Rory? You know who Rory is. The yes, podcast. I do. Um, from his the Joe comments, Button podcast. Yeah, his comments about Trey Songz, baby, and how he's asserting that it's gonna be worse than the R. Kelly documentary in ten, fifteen years from now when they come out with all the facts on Trey Songz about how he's been abusing women as well as graping them, how he has, uh, you know, attacked women and all the things that he's done to numerous women, literally saying it's going to be worse than what we've seen coming from R. Kelly. And I want to know what your thoughts are about that. Like people, which, what are your thoughts? Um, oh, we, um, I, I saw that. And I was sitting there saying to myself, well, God damn, is it going to really be worse than Trigger Trey? Mm. Like, if it's going to be worse than, uh, I mean, if it's going to be worse than R. Kelly, then, woo, woo. But you know what? This is the thing. (laughs) So I thought about this, right? And I thought about Trey songs and I thought about Chris Brown and I was like why is Trey songs still relevant like Trey songs got a couple Mm. he got a couple songs you know like he got a couple songs but Chris Brown like really has some heat and Chris Brown has been on for almost a decade right and I'm sitting there thinking about Trey songs and I'm like Trey songs ain't really got that much fire but what is keeping Trey songs relevant and child uh, album and win 
Listen. 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 You know, for me, I think that, uh, like, he hasn't dropped any music anytime recently. There have been a number of allegations against him, and mm. he's yet to have been canceled. I do have a problem with the way that the black community pick and choose who they want to cancel. Like, that mm. is so bothersome to me. Even for the like, whole, listen. It's not, it's not a, you know, um, and I get it's not a one size fits all thing. Uh, you know, they pick and choose, though, who they want to, you know, cancel, who they get pissed off if you mention or if you support, if you still listen to their music or watch the Cosby show or, you know, like they really pick and choose. And I don't understand. Yeah, like, um, I understand exactly what it is. It is to. OK, uh, Trey Songs is an, is considered an attractive man. It seems like the more attractive a person is, um, the less shit that they have to go through. And, and that's what I'm, celebrity, uh, Trey was seen as like uh, bad boy, uh, sex symbol, um, shit like that. So then a lot of people understand how groupies get down. A lot of people don't want to believe that he would be capable of a lot of things that he's been accused of. Um, so I think it's going to take a while and, you know, things still have to be proven. Um, if you got women that have taken payoffs um, in exchange for not saying anything, then, you know, it's not really going to be any cancellations. It's not going to really be anything. Um, women will probably come forward when the money runs out. You know what I'm saying? And that's what's happened to a lot of the stars that's been accused of and everything. Um, the money runs out. So we just have to wait till the money runs out to see what's what. But yeah, uh, these Instagram chicks getting paid off left and right and they taking the money and they doing whatever. And, you know, money makes everything better. So I don't think I, I'm I'm curious. I, I'm I'm interested in it um, because, you know, he was a part of our generation. But I, I just don't like I don't get the, the reason why he's still so relevant because I'm like, he got a couple songs, like about two, three songs that I could call off the top of my head. Really? I was a Trey fan. Like, really? I like music, but you know why? Because it mimics R. Kelly's music. And like, R. Kelly's, I, I wouldn't say he's my favorite artist, but his albums, like some of my favorite albums are R. Kelly albums for sure. I can't think of like R. Kelly and Trey. I don't know, girl, because I'm sitting here trying to figure like Trey does not do it for me at all you hear me not at all like I don't see Trey like that I see Trey as like one of them little teeny boppers Trey is on the same yeah Trey is on the same level as Omarion like oh and I think God. Omarion probably had more hits but I don't no. I don't look at Trey <laughs> I don't look at Trey like oh yeah Trey I'd be like oh hmm I love Trey Song's music. Like a couple of his albums, uh, like they had some bops. Like it was probably like two of his albums for sure that there was at least like five songs on it. That and then the album that he did with Chris Brown that was a tribute to R. Kelly, like they killed it. But I am like kind of like I love R. Kelly music. I'm from the Midwest. I'm from Milwaukee, like literally an hour and change outside of Chicago. Like that's all you listened to was R. Kelly, like from R. Kelly public announcement, like that TV oh, yeah. album, like just, you know, Chocolate Factory. Listen, I've already said people who don't like R. Kelly and they are like those 
die hard. Oh, if you listen to him, you're an enabler or you support an abuser. They're going to be mad at my wedding, baby. They're going to be mad. <laughs> I ain't even apologizing. They gonna be mad. Like, oh my god! You know they say black women still support R. Kelly and look at concrete ass. Listen, those are like listen, really and truly. I was jokingly saying like people can't be mad because he has several civil lawsuits and that's gonna go to help pay his victims. So I'm really supporting the victims. But oh my god, (laughs) that's how you gonna rationalize? Okay. Okay, Gemini shit. I got I'm you. you. Me and my fiance both feel the same way. Like he, like, oh yeah, we playing R. Kelly. Like he, you know. And that, the thing is, we don't support the debauchery that he was engaged in, that foolishness, and you know, um, taking advantage of young girls. I think that he is absolutely a disgusting human being. I wouldn't want to even necessarily see him in person, but I'm not going to deny that he has some classics, and I enjoy the music. <sighs> I'm still working on her. Y'all. <laughs> listen, pray I'm for still me. Working pray on her. But listen, oh, but y'all still will listen to Charlemagne despite his um, case against him. Y'all will listen to um, uh, what's his name that jumped on Michelle? A? Was it Dre? Um, yeah, wired her Josh. Like y'all will still support. All we running out of stars. Y'all will watch them Cuba Gooden Jr. Uh, movie because Cuba, Cuba gonna take you, honey. <laughs> But y'all get mad at Cuba will take it. Cuba don't give a hell. Baby, you listen to it with your windows down. Now I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. I wanna lie so bad, but I'm not gonna lie. I do listen to R. Kelly in private. Girl, I'm listening. I like I couldn't play, I couldn't, I wouldn't feel comfortable playing it out in public. I listen to R. Kelly in secret. Listen, I'll be singing it loud and I don't have much like but okay so if that's the case like people can still listen to michael jackson still show support for michael jackson that's like, different now don't don't come saying. for mike concrete y'all don't do pick, that y'all pick and choose don't do that don't come y'all, for mike I, listen I, I feel like you can appreciate someone's art and understand that they're sick and deeply disturbed because there are a number of people who i feel like that like i feel like like i have a lot of empathy for kanye but i feel like kanye is deeply disturbed but i like college dropout and late for registration so kanye ain't got them charges on him girl no 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 he don't but i'm just saying like really and truly if you think of geniuses and i'm not calling r kelly a genius in the sense that he has a lot of book knowledge but he's lyrically and a musical genius like most of them are disturbed even just going back into time if you you know study einstein and you know study beethoven like they had some very peculiar peculiar habits and they were considered very eccentric um that's Mm -hmm. not abnormal for people who are brilliant in one area or another to be and like you i don't you don't have to condone their behavior to still be able to appreciate the art yeah that's true that is true that's true well i did have some moti that i wanted to get to what's what's tea okay so trending on twitter is this guy put this girl out of his house he sends her ass on home in an uber because she want to drop them draws oh i didn't see that and everybody was up in arms saying oh my gosh i can't believe you would put somebody out because they didn't want to have sex what do you think about that? I thought that was really interesting it was like homeboy was like they ain't trying to do nothing she ain't trying to do nothing so she gotta go um, 
I think that it's wildly inappropriate to put someone out because they don't want to have sex with you. But at the same time, I'm not, I don't believe in number one, going back to a man's house, like after a first date, like I ain't ever, I've never done that ever. And I never would. And I also don't believe in putting myself in a compromising situation that I know I'm not ready for. That doesn't mean she doesn't have every right. Maybe she was like, okay, I'm feeling them. I'm going to give it up. And then she changed her mind and she has the right to do that. But I'm not going to someone's home and I don't have my car. I don't like anything could happen to her. So he was wrong for putting her out, but she was kind of very naive and gullible for even going to that man's house. I don't think he was wrong for putting her out if he sent her home in an Uber. He he called her Uber and was like, "Yeah, boo, you got you got the role." Yeah, well, I mean, he he could have just like been like, "You got to go and lock the door." So I guess he that was a a nicer way, like you know. But as a man too, you also know that there's a possibility that it ain't going down, like. So if if you don't get what you want at any point in time, you you putting somebody out. I I just think that if I don't know, um, I I feel like uh he did himself a good service by putting her ass out. Um, like you're not gonna lay up over here. You're not about to put me in a friend zone. I'm not about to be laying up with your dumb ass because yeah. you want to come oh, over yeah, here and use me for your non-sexual attention. Yeah. I think homeboy was right. Put her ass out for what? I know what she came to do. I can't even. You you're right. You know what? Yeah, it could have been. He could have been dirty. He could have. He could you know, have put her out. He he could have you know harmed her in some kind of way. Yo. So yeah, when you look at you know. Um, the alternatives. Um, yeah, I, 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 I ain't mad at them. I wasn't mad at that. I was like, oh, what you crying for? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> shout out to Toya the Tutor. She says they were both toothless, and he Ooh. was tactful. Jeez. Um, <laughs> tact is important. Homeboy mm. was very tactful. He called her an <sighs> Uber. He didn't put her out like uh the scene on Baby Boy Will was pouring down raining, mm-hmm. and he was like, "Get your ass out without no drawers on or anything." Yeah, um, a lot worse. Yeah, I think that the fact that he, he didn't allow her to use him for her non-sexual attention, he didn't allow himself to be friend zoned. I think he did absolutely right. That was a good move. Mm. You got to go. Yeah. I'm not here to be your homeboy. I'm not your gay best friend. Listen. You got to go, sis. You know, it could have been a lot worse. And when you say it like that, you know, listen, even for her, she shouldn't be mad. Like, sis, you cut your losses. Like, y'all ain't on the same page. Y'all, you know, don't want the same thing. Um, I see Obsidian in the chat, and I actually was just thinking about him and and that contract. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, maybe I was thinking, because that's what what my point when I said the whole comment about um, he knew, he knows that there's two potential outcomes, too. I thought about Obsidian and the contract. Unless you, which it still could be another outcome, but unless you provide her with a contract and say, these are my expectations at the end of the night. Yeah, I think he did absolutely right. I wish um, more brothers would behave in that manner as opposed to sitting there arguing and fighting about something she ain't willing to give. And then, um, you know, it's something that I've always thought about, like, because you've heard of coercion. And people will say, well, you know, um, women are trying to say that men coerce them into sex. And that it should be a crime. They are saying that. Yeah. And I'm like, imagine somebody wanting it just as bad as you do. And y'all have to play games about that. 
And I feel like when when it's done like that, when a woman wants it just as bad, you want it and y'all aren't there's no conflict about that i feel like that's the best situation but if you gotta sit there and you wondering and he's wondering if he's gonna get it and you sitting over there you'll let him rub all on you kiss all on you touch all on you and then you something goes off in your mind oh i don't want to do this i don't believe in dangling carrots like and like i'm Hmm. like i do believe that men are responsible for their actions but i'm still not gonna put myself in a compromising situation because yes he's responsible for his action but if he decides to you know act on act in his lower self and do something crazy to me although he could be held accountable for his actions i have to live with you know being violated in some way so you know it's up to you you are your first line of defense it's up to you to protect yourself so yeah now obsidian was saying they made a deal and she reneged what was the deal she was supposed to give up that ass. <laughs> Listen, says who? Like, I'm just going back for a nightcap. When a man says, do you want to come back to my house for a nightcap? Do, do, as women, do we automatically know what's up? Yeah, we do. Facts. Facts. We do. Facts. Um, we we want to p- give like this plausible deniability because a lot of women don't want to be seen as hoes. Um, a lot of women want to uh, play and pretend if especially if you are over a certain freaking age you already know what it's hidden for so you go back to a guy's house at one o'clock sex should definitely be on the menu unless you are absolutely falling out your face uh drunk Mm -mm. sex should be on the menu if you go into a guy's house at a certain time of night sex should definitely be on the menu and Um, i feel like a lot of women play too much in that regard um because they they want to it, it's like you going over to a dude's house at one o'clock in the morning um to cuddle with him like he like his penis yeah, ain't gonna get hard like he ain't gonna want none but the thing is I, I mean i can't say sex should be on the menu but if it's not and you get put out you can't be mad don't go to, don't try to go blast him that like literally you you like there is we we try to play stupid like we have inherent knowledge of what it means when a man calls you over at 1 a.m booty call hours like we can't you know try to be naive and be like oh well i didn't know that that's what what it meant i was i thought he just wanted to chill like we're not children like even teenagers even know what's up Thanks. so extra facts uh shout out to MGTOW universe he says just another reason to either go at MGTOW or SYSBM Mm. um MGTOW universe that's not the reason because she gonna expect you to put them $40 on the dresser where her ass is filing charges listen did you come from well your family you from you are from Mississippi my family's from Mississippi but did you used to hear like ain't nothing open but what is it legs and um yes oh something like there was a saying that my family used to say my mom had a lot of funny sayings that yeah ain't nothing open but a pair of legs after a certain hour yeah my mama would say stuff like that to us like you ain't going nowhere this time of night ain't nothing open but legs and something but you know like and I believe that you know what it is if a man calling you he don't want to chill with you during the day he didn't went out hung with his homeboys had some drinks kicked it all day and now he's ready to lay down he wants something soft to lay next to him you know what it is they are killing me in the comments they talking about legs in a 7-eleven <laughs> they say legs in a waffle <laughs> listen you they from up north baby they don't know um but yeah i am hollering <laughs> i found that to be pretty interesting listen uh MGTOW go ahead now 
He said twenty dollars or a false grape allegation. Um, Nicktown Universe, you talking about twenty dollars? <laughs> this is why y'all need to come come get this consultation. Listen, the deal's getting ready to be over in May. Uh-oh, it's expiring. It's- but um, I have a question for you. So I'm seeing a lot of talk on social media about with women discussing how women who get in a relationship with a man and, um, you know, the man called them and they like tell their friends, like, I'm out, my man called or, you know, women who get into a relationship and their friends have to take a backseat, women who are sharing their locations with their men and, you know, like doing all the things that, um, you know, they don't make good friends. Like some of the arguments that I, like there was a post about it and some of the arguments that I've seen is that those women don't make good friends that they're always the ones who come crying after the man has broken up with them and broken their heart. So I want to know from you, like, what say you as it relates to, you know, a women making a man their center, the center of their universe, as well as, uh, you know, sharing their locations, which was uh, just kind of something that was mentioned in the comment that uh, spiraled into a sub conversation under the original post. If me and you decide to hang out and it depends on what time we're hanging out. So if me and you decide that we want to go to brunch or we want to go to dinner, um, I don't feel like I feel like your man should definitely know where you are, period, because that's your man. That's your first. That is your first. You're your first line of defense when you're by yourself. But your man is your second line of defense when you guys are not together. So your man should definitely know where you are um, at all times. And I don't feel like there's anything wrong with that. But um, if me and you decided that we wanted to go to brunch and I couldn't pull up, me and you couldn't pull up on each other and have a decent brunch without my man tagging along, I do feel like there's something weird in that aspect. And it would sound like to me, either the man is very insecure or you have some type of issues going on with yourself too, right? But if we decide that we want to go to Strokers and it's one o'clock in the morning. What you know about Strokers? Listen, I'm in the A, baby. Listen, (laughs) Curlin won't let me go, though. But whatever. Mm. Mm. Smart man. I just wanted to go for the wings. But um, (laughs) if we decide to go hang out and it's late at night, yeah, I'll share my location with my man. And if my man pull up, yes, I am the out i got to go Mm -hmm. um when you are with somebody that you like and that you want to be with and you done hung out a little bit and you done had a couple drinks y'all done kicked it y'all done chilled y'all done kiki baby i don't mind oh okay yeah my man pulled up i'm out i'll holler at y'all when i holler i don't feel like any grown-ass woman with a relationship should really be tripping on that type of time like i agree typically it's gonna be the single women and women who don't have a lot of relationship experience that that's having those complaints because yeah I ha- now you know i don't mind sharing my location with my feet like he has to know he want to know where i'm going and it's for my like he is literally not controlling and don't care and ain't like forbidding me to do anything but at the same time like if there are certain areas that he don't want me in because you know he does a lot of research and he knows that these areas are bad and whatever. So yes, I will definitely tell him where I'm going and or share my location with him. But I'm not the chick that's on the phone with my man the entire outing. However, 
I have been, I don't drink, but if I have a drink, I want to cuddle with my man. That part. So if I drink, our outing may be short-lived because I'm going to be like, let me text my bae and see if he up and I'm ready to go home. So be mad if you won't, but that's just what it is. That's, that's my point. Like, I'm not... I be wanting to like grow up when you get into a good relationship or you get into a relationship to where you're happy. I feel like all your friends should be very supportive of that, especially with the shit that they talk about relationships in general, especially right. the type of shit that we've talked about for relationships in general. Mm -hmm. If you have dated and you've dated within this decade and you haven't gone through any shit, good on you congrat my sincerest congratulations but most of us that's dated within this decade has gone through some shit on both sides um <laughs> i'm and i feel like if a chick is mad that your man is pulling up she's a hating ass bitch and she ain't got nothing to do with herself and she needs a life um yeah girl relax go find you somebody if you found you somebody worth something you would be out too yeah that sounds a little like jealousy first of it's all I'm old. i don't want to be out to four five in the morning girl listen let me tell you something when i was younger and i lived here like we would go out and then go to an after out we would go out go out to eat usually some waffle house because that was the only thing that was open no 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 we was actually in midtown like when we was going to like 112 prime time so they had like raised pizza that was right next door to the club we could get some pizza or we might go to waffle house and then after that we went to an after hour spot till like 8 a.m right like, baby, i know exactly that? what you mean who doing that <laughs> you know that part but no if she's not if your friends aren't supporting you when at, like especially in times where you're probably at your happiest and you probably have the most support from a man from from a man that you're with at, at, at a particular time mm -hmm. then yeah that's some hating shit and i i don't like that i'm like yeah, me yeah like if you're sitting here mad that my man didn't pulled up like you not my friend like i'm ha if i want to leave that means it's, it's something better for me to go home to and i'm happy to go home to my man you and should be supportive of this i've never been the friend that's mad when my other friends do it okay girl yep. i feel you because even when i was single like okay i feel you i would be going home to my boo if i had one too that like, part kind of weird that you that you know um pressed about your friend going home to her husband or her man like you know why is that a thing <laughs> that part yeah girl did you uh, have that, any other tea kind of, no that was actually all i had honey i'm ready to get <sighs> off into this topic i'm ready to get off into it too i had one other quick thing that i Ooh. was going to mention Go ahead. um oh really quick this just this will be quick so did you see the post floating around regarding can you be submissive if he's broke um it's been on every social media platform and some of the comments were interesting most of the women had a shared mindset from what i could see but i want to know what are your thoughts is submission conditional as it relates to a man because this ties into what we talked about wednesday ties in um but is submission conditional as it relates to you know a woman being able or willing to submit if a man is lacking in the finances department? Um, okay. So my answer is going to be a little complicated, right? Mm -hmm. So if you as a woman has a, have, have a set standard, let's say you want a man to do 
You want a man to make this much money. You want him to have, basically you want, you want a man to have his shit together. You meet a man, you get with him. He has his shit together. Submission is probably not going to be a problem. Let's say something happens to where that man loses his job. Um, and he's not bringing in any money and you're having to be the sole breadwinner. I feel, I still don't feel like that should be a problem because you should have enough trust in the man that you got with. You should have enough trust in the man in your choice that you picked out. You should be able to submit to the man that you picked out, period. You should be able to do that. Um, if you got with somebody that was broke, um, was still getting his shit together, um, and he was the potential guy, he had a lot of potential, and you haven't done your fact checking um, to see what types of patterns he's had. Um, is he reliable? Is he is he smart? Is he capable? Does he show drive? Does he have any ambition? If you have already got with somebody and you you have you don't know those things, then you're not going to submit to something that you don't trust. And I think that a lot of us will go off of how we feel sexually with a person um, and try to submit in that aspect but then when them bills start rolling in and shit is going on then women are like oh hell no nah, he ain't making this type of money all he could do is come and f me and that's that it's hard to submit when you don't trust the person in the first place and i think that a lot of guys excuse me a lot of women um don't necessarily trust their own choices so it, it's not even a question of submission it's about them trusting their own choices they'll make choices and then not trust their choices and then submission probably was never even on the table to be honest um and I, i've seen a lot of women do that like they get with a guy a guy yeah so much potential he he uh was going to school for this then something happened with his financial aid he he can't make can't go to school or something happens with this where he loses job or whatever whatever but it's a lot of things that we don't really take the time out to get to know about a person before we actually even talk about submitting um and then when a person starts to reveal like their true colors then we're like oh my gosh it wasn't like that when we started out he was different he had this that and the third going on and now look you know so I, that's my all over the world answer um, you hit the nail on the head, though. You left no stone unturned. I agree with everything that you said, mainly the fact that um, women don't trust their own decision making. I think that also when you take into account, so you also have to take into account if is it a situation of your you you married or your part you partnered with a provider and he fell on bad times versus you meeting someone who's broke and you know he putting it down and as a result you fall for him knowing his financial situation to me that type of submission is temporary they're they're submitting to you quote unquote because you know they like the way that you make them feel but i don't think that it has staying power so to speak yeah absolutely and then um you know a submission is more than fixing a fucking plate and cleaning a house um submission is so much more than that and so you know submission is a dirty word in the black community nowadays 
I've, I'm hearing so many women speak out against it. Um, and it, Facts. it submission to a certain degree is required on both ends. And I'm not saying like a man still can't lead the household, but at the same token, when your man has to consider everybody within the household that's under his wing, mm -hmm. that's still a form of submission. Now that's not him, um, being on his knees or whatever whatever but he has to take a whole household into consideration and yeah. he has to make decisions based on that household and men um, acquiesce to their partners all the time they literally they'll be like i gotta check with my wife you ask them hey can we go out to dinner on friday night for a guy's night i gotta check my wife and see what she got going on you know what i think i think men say that to get out of shit though <laughs> they, don't be they do they do and listen <laughs> i ain't mad because i'd be like well let me check and see what you know that's right. has going on, you know? Yeah, that's a, that's exactly right. Um, yeah, and, and so I don't like I don't have a problem with uh, asking my husband for for permission to do whatever, because um, my husband is a really good uh, leader, and I trust his leadership. So if he say do dot 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 dot, okay, let's go. Y'all be, you know, um, but like I said, I, I just think that a lot of women don't really trust the guys that they submitted to initially, mm -hmm. and a lot is because we fuck early and then we look for Ooh. all types of reciprocation later on down the line, and a lot of times that reciprocation will not be there. Um, there's nothing, you know, you know, y'all know I'm a work in progress, <laughs> so I can't even lie. So certain language still does trigger me because what I mean by I'm a work in progress is that um, I was raised in a Western society. And although I am constantly, you know, um, working towards becoming, you know, impacted by feminism and womanism, and, you know, identifying with my male counterparts and, you know, empathizing with them in all aspects and, and just, you know, um, being um, fair and equitable. Um, when you said asking for permission, I was like, like, it kind of, <laughs> I was like, the, the hair on the back of my neck stood up. And I was like, oh, I don't ask for permission, but I lied, like to myself. Because I was like, I'll just be like, babe, you know, I'm going out with the girls or I'm going to meet up with such and such. We go in here like more, you know, informing him so he is aware. But OK, like, you know, I wanted a new car and I had to go and ask like, babe, you know, is this something we could do? So I do ask for permission. Maybe just I didn't immediately recognize it and not in every instance, like certain things we know that, you know, I'm going to come to him and ask, babe, you know, can I do this? Or, you know, I, I, I want your blessing for this and certain things I'm informing him of, you know, a decision that I've made because I know he don't care. Like I couldn't, he, if I went to him like, babe, can I go out with such a such? He would look at me crazy. Cause that's not the dynamic that we have. No, I don't even think it's like, babe, can I go out with such and such? Hey babe, uh, you know, I want to go do brunch with concrete on, friday you, right. you you we have anything going on of no course. we ain't got nothing yeah go have a good time whatever whatever but it's not it's a respect thing it, yeah it, and it's good. it's way more of a respect thing and making sure that i'm putting him first mm -hmm. and making sure that all of his needs are met 
before I do anything on the extra side. Like if I go hang out with my girls or I, I go do whatever, yeah. um, making sure that, you know, he's good with it because it'll be times where, oh, you know, we got such and such and such and such. Right. So can you put that off to da 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 Yeah. I'll put, and, and it's like that. And you ch trying to be um, really communicative. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. And I like uh, there's absolutely nothing wrong with it. I think it's it's a good thing to establish the dynamic that you want and find something that works for the both of you. That's like right. I said, for me, like we we don't do a lot of like group things together, like you know, anything for his work or my work or anything like that. Like when we are together or going out and doing stuff, it's because we want to spend time together. So like and you know. I, I'm being as OCD as I am, I'll typically plan like date night or whatever. So I'm the one who's typically in charge of those plans. And as a result, so I know kind of what we have going on that we have to do together. But, you know, like I said, I still need to inform him where I'm going, what's up, what, what I'm doing. And hey, you know, I'll be back in a few hours, whatever, just out of straight respect. But like I said, I'm a work in progress. And I did. I like when you said it, I was like, Ask for permission. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Aries Queen, what do you mean by permission has consequences? Oh, yeah. What's she talking about? Yeah. What 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 consequences does asking your man that leads you and your household mm. for permission to do whatever? What's wrong with it? What are um, the possible consequences? What outcome? Could, I mean, what, yeah, what I think that a lot of people, a lot of people get so scared when you and concrete shout out to you when you when you use certain words and the whole thing is if i'm with somebody that i know i'm able to trust my own choices mm -hmm. if me and curlin got divorced tomorrow i would still be ingratiated to him because of the type of man that he is and the things that he's taught me mm -hmm. um the time that we've spent together the mm -hmm. things that he's done for our family and the, just the type of man that he is for me to even be in his presence is a is a blessing in itself so i'm able to trust my choices so if i'm able to trust trust my choices and i ask him for permission to do whatever whatever um what's the what what's the problem with that um if you do it oh oh she's saying okay so she's saying if you ask for permission and he says no we got such and such going on and you do it anyway are are there consequences yeah you know what um i don't necessarily think there will be consequences but if i asked him and i did something anyway then that's a violation of trust mm -hmm. um between two partners between between a husband and a wife your trust should be um trust should be high up on the list yep. your partner should be able to trust you you should be able to trust your partner um and i wouldn't want him to be disappointed in me you know what i'm saying um, yeah. him being disappointed disappointed to me in me would probably be a consequence enough because yeah. i don't ever yeah. want to disappoint my partner I, if I don't that. have to that's a good good uh that's a good way to break it down for me if I ask for permission, let's say I'm like, babe, you know, I really want a new car. And, you know, um, he says, no, you know, now is not the right time. We're trying to buy a property and we're trying to do this or that. And, you know, typically he, he it, the, his leadership style is he is going to give me reasoning. So he may say no. And it's not just like, no, like I'm a child. You know, he understands that he's work. you know, he is in partnership with a 
you know, consenting adult who trusts him to lead. So he, his leadership style is that he's going to follow up and say no, because X, Y, Z. And right. if I like, man, bump that and go out and come back with a new car, he absolutely would be disappointed. And I agree with Danny, that would be a breach of trust, but I, I couldn't even imagine myself doing that. I think that that's like just the ultimate disrespect. It's a slap in the face, You especially to do it and not communicate it. Now, if he said to me, no, because we're trying to do this, this and that, and I have a good, I, you know, oftentimes I go to him kind of expecting what his response is going to be. And I'm going to have my arguments laid out. So I'll be like, listen, well, you better come ready. Listen, that's just how I communicate. I'd be like, well, if we do this, this and this, it could benefit us in this way. So listen. I may try to pull out how it could benefit us. And he yep. still is like, no. And I'm like, okay, well, babe, I'm, you know, I, I really feel like, you know, this is the right move and this is why I'm going to communicate to him, but to blindside him and be like, bump what you talking about and come and do what I want to do. Despite the fact that he is saying no, that it would, uh, you know, it, it's not the best thing for the family. It's not the best thing for the relationship. That's just the ultimate dis I don't respect him right 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 and yeah that would be um yeah. deep um shout out to MGTOW universe he says black women as a whole has made it clear that you have to pay for submission and pay it at a premium at that Woo. Oh. um you do you do uh <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean by that like pay like how we were saying in our last discussion like like pay how um you before a black woman feels like she's going to submit to a man um she wants you to have your shit together especially if she has her shit together um if she got uh, the table the chairs whatever whatever she expects you to have the same thing no matter of fact she expects you to have more because you're supposed to be in the leadership position and so um, paying the premium means that even if she comes with kids, she comes with baggage from previous relationships. Um, she comes with her own set of issues. She still expects a man to take her as she is to accept however she comes and to love her, respect her and pay all the bills no matter what. So they do want you uh, to pay a premium. Shout out to Sweet Life of Atari um she's saying that she wants a man to pay all her bills yeah she ain't even telling the man that she got kids right off top she's saying that she won't even tell a man that she has kids right off top she'll convince a man to fall in love with her and then reveal that she has oh, kids wow and so then she wants the man to pay all the bills so that is definitely paying um for submission at a premium and i think a lot of black women have that exact same attitude um yeah. so yeah um, that's a little, okay. So I guess when I think about like having to pay black women for submission, I think about it in the aspect of well, similar. Yeah. I guess in the same way that Atari has expressed kind of like what a man has to do, what a man needs to have, what she is expecting of a man. And, you know, she has said she won't even enter entertain you if you don't meet those standards. So if literally setting forth the this set of standards that includes you having to pamper me, take care of me. And I think she was saying she ain't with the cooking and cleaning that she gonna hire somebody to do all of those things. So especially with no return on your investment, that is paying for submission. Yep. 
Um, shout out to one red pill in a sea of blue. He says a submission to many modern black women is often seen as a man controlling them and treating them like a child. I think you have an excellent, excellent point. Um, so I think we also get what like controlling, like the controlling aspect. I think we get that, um, confused, um submission and controlling i think yeah those are two totally different that's things. very true and that's why yeah. when i talk about my relationship and i am in submission to my fiance um i like to express like he he respects me like like you're not you're not subjugated you're not under someone's rule like literally we live in a modern society oftentimes a woman works outside the home she contributes to the home financially and and in many other ways and your your um you know what you bring to the table your 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 contribution to the home it, it should be respected and my fiance absolutely does so it's not him barking rules you know yelling at me like i'm a child telling me what has to be done and what i need to do it's a respectful conversation but he has the ultimate say yep um shout out to doberman he says black women choose bums i.e no potential to control black men um i think that's also that's that's also true choosing pookies to control yeah but you know if if a guy is allowing that to happen and that's the situation that he puts himself into um yeah you know bums are gonna bum i think that's true <laughs> shout out to MGTOW universe again he says pay a premium as in six figures not high five and certainly not average um yeah but you 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 have to understand that we are conditioned from a very early age to want glitz and glam we want the sparkly shiny shit y'all do stuff for us to be attracted to sparkly shiny shit um yeah this is the indoctrination starts early especially with our kids mm -hmm. with with grown women and men you know this is what we've been conditioned to a lot of times so yeah we we're a lot of women are attracted to men with money we want the we want the high end man we don't want most of us don't want bombs most mm -hmm. of us don't you know what i'm saying I agree. I agree. Um, and the thing is, I don't know, because, you know, they're going to say, well, most most black women, they only sleep with pookies and that's who they having sex with. You know, I, most most of us with with um, any real sense with, with a good head or a fairly decent head on our shoulder don't want them. That, that part shout out to you for the super sticker. Thank you, concrete yeah, girl. girl. <laughs> uh, shout out to MGTOW Universe again. Thank you so much. He says, I agree with Big Truck. Uh, that is utterly disgusting to get a guy emotionally invested. And then, surprise, I'm a single mother. Congrats. Um, <laughs> listen, she said that, you know, there are a lot of men and you have to keep it a buck. You mm -hmm. have to keep it a buck. Um, I think they said it's a really high number of kids that have step parents that get assaulted um oh, wow yeah so it was, is that the reasoning she used yeah that was the reasoning she used sense, I, to I me like you can you can still tell them you have children you don't have to introduce them to your children but that that's also something that i had thought about as well um mm -hmm. because when I'm dating somebody and I don't know if we're serious and I haven't 
uh, done my own proper research, then I don't want to be around somebody. I can't tell that I have kids or, or whatever. I think yeah. that's disgusting. Um, but but like, I think it's crazy as hell. Yeah. I think it's crazy as hell um, so. to withhold that information like that. Especially shit was saying I'm, I'm going to withhold it until you fall in love. That means I know I have a vested, I have an interest in you. You clearly have an interest in me. You're investing in me by taking me out. You know, we're spending time together, but I'm not going to tell you that I have kids until I know that you all in. That is very deceitful. Personally, yeah. my kids are a big part of my life. You're not going to, you, you will pick up on something like, well, it's a lot of times she don't want to answer the phone and, you know, like I, I, she never wants me around her family. She won't bring me to her house because there's pictures of my kids everywhere. That's just <laughs> yeah that's weird to me um it's weird to me too um but the whole thing is it's not even a factor of um she thinking she's thinking that the men are going to be uh predatory it's more so of understanding that um a lot of men don't want to deal with another man's children that part and I think that's more so of the reason. And so you do the most seductive things. You try to seduce the man. You make sure the man is really, really into you. You cooking and cleaning. You showing up whenever the kids uh, stand with whoever. Yeah. Um, or you you ain't got enough time. But you're doing all of this in, in means to seduce. So when you seduced him and then you finally lay it on him that he have kids. And I from what I understand, her explanation was, well, if he really likes you, he going to accept you and your kids. That sound crazy. He going to be like, do me right where you stand and block you. So she said leaves. that. I think she said that worked for her. So, I mean, if it worked. Why? Well, I wonder what the ratio is. That ain't going to. A lot of men is not going. Especially. Uh, in somebody should cuss her ass out. Like. An established man who make it over six figures. I mean, he has he has his ish together. He has his pick of women. You didn't lie to him for six months while you didn't strung him alone until you felt like you didn't put it on him enough to where he in love. And then here yeah. comes surprise. I got 10 kids at home. What man gonna stick around for that foolishness? She said if a man really was in love with you, he gonna stay and accept them kids. Uh, I don't believe he ain't in going games. nowhere. I don't believe in playing He ain't leaving. He gonna sit there and love you on you and the kids. And he told you, I don't have no kids. Shit, then. that didn't happen to me before. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, did you stick around? Did you stick Hell around? Hell no. Exactly. Hell no. They had, listen, um, because if a person will sit there and actually deny kids that actually came from their freaking bodies, like, like ain't no telling what your ass a lie about. That's some, uh, listen, when you playing games like that, to me, like if you go, that's a that's a hard that's that's playing hardball mm -hmm. when you playing games like that and you're trying to seduce me by any means necessary and mm -hmm. you want me to be under a spell um you don't want me to look at any other woman you want me to just be into you you want me to pay all of the bills that is the kind of shit that will get you killed out here mm -hmm. um because you playing and then when you trying to make somebody else fall in love and you're able to be deceptive and you don't feel like there's anything wrong with that type of deception to me there's no telling um like what the hell you would do there's no telling like you you would go above and beyond to do something yeah um, outside of care you know what i'm saying like that shit doesn't scream good character to me at all you better check to make sure she ain't took nothing out your wallet if she's telling them type of 
Mm-mm. Fuck a wallet, a uh, homegirl going through the mail, getting bank account information <laughs> and charging up exactly. shit, and then throwing throwing your new credit card in the garbage Listen. or throwing a uh, statement in the garbage. She taking you know, all the mail with her. Exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You know that's that kind of shit. That's to me, it's um, ratchet as hell. So when I, you know, when you hear shit like that, I'm like, <laughs> what? And you be over here trying to talk. Girl. Yeah, that's that's a little like one thing I ain't ever and I'm telling you, I was a young teen mom. Like I've never lied about being a mother. Like I can't even imagine, baby, because you know, and I I'm not even one of those, oh, you know, we're a package deal because it's not that I have an expectation for you to take care of my children or anything like that, but you absolutely will know and understand that I have children. <laughs> like young adult children. And you know. I will never deny them. Cause so that means if 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 you are engaging in conversation and he's talking about his kids or maybe not his kids, but you know, he's talking about children or wanting children and maybe he wants his first child to be your first child. You withholding all of that information in hopes that he gonna fall in love before you break it to him that nah, surprise. <laughs> Motherfucker be sitting there talking about their kids and she she's sitting there like, uh-huh. Oh, that's really nice. You know, I got some nieces and nephews that did the same thing. Bitch, you got- <laughs> nieces and nephews, baby. Won't even mention her damn kids. And then you you in there and then you like you tell her, you know, I've been thinking about really getting with you. You know, I'm really starting to fall for you. I really like you. Oh, you know, I got, you know, I got three kids, right? <laughs> Bitch, what? Get messed up around here. You don't love me like you used to. You was all in love with me before I told you about my kids. And now you don't love me. So that means you was trying to get into my kids. This the kind of shit. <laughs> Bitch, what? Well, exactly. That's crazy. Mm-mm-mm. Isn't that crazy as hell? Child, mm. listen. Shout out to Mixed Universe. <laughs> You can't make this shit up. Um, he says, I agree with Big Truck. That is utterly disgusting to get a guy emotionally invested. And then, surprise, I'm a single mother. Oh, I already read that. Child, I had to read it again. That was good. There you go. It really was. It was worth reading twice. <laughs> Shout out to one red pill in a sea of blue. He says, submission and respect must go hand in hand. And the fact that... And the sad fact is many black women don't respect black men. Um, I'm going to tell you something. A lot of you guys play around with your respect and respect should be a thing that's given. Um, It shouldn't be a thing that you have to play around with. But what I've noticed that a lot of you guys do is um y'all be soft on um disrespectful shit y'all y'all get real soft when when a bitch is openly being disrespectful to y'all y'all soft check and when you soft check some shit and you sitting there you can't even be stern with a woman and stern doesn't mean yelling and being irate stern means like when you fucking say something that shit is law and your woman already knows not to play with you but what what a lot of guys do is when they try to check a bitch excuse me when they try to check their women 
um they check it like on a soft key 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 type of thing and she takes that shit as a joke because she knows that you're not even strong enough to be stern with her um i think a lot of women and, and women we know who to play with so when y'all do stuff like that when you soft check and you you don't have a certain type of respect for yourself um and you don't have standards and boundaries about yourself women will absolutely um not respect you you have to hold the line you have to hold the line with you if you don't hold it with anybody else and hold I on to your standards that. with that so i agree and women absolutely know who to play with like we can tell very quickly what we can get away with with a man like literally if you know if you in the beginning of the interaction kind of set your standards and you kind of know nonsense and you have a low tolerance for the bs that sets the stage for you know how we will conduct ourselves in the relationship in many instances yep and shout out to MGTOW Universe again. He says, only a man that is down bad or needs a place to stay or doesn't know his worth is going for such a woman. Um, not the way I heard. I heard it was all high all kind of high value men um going. You know what I'm saying? Let me not <laughs> Okay, let's get off into the topic, girl, because this is about to get a little that, that, it was already messy. Cool. Already messy. Um, so is failure to marry keeping black men broke? Um, so what we do know is married men, when they do marry, it does put them in a better economic situation, period. Um, mm -hmm. You live happier lives. Um, there's somebody there. You ain't out searching for vag all the time. Um, you're not living in your mama's basement. Uh, so the stats, and I, I need, really need to pull this up. Concrete, go ahead, because I'm going to try to get uh, the information pulled. Up um, been doing first this. off, just uh, definitely want to give a shout out today to Ray, who uh, Ray Alexander, who suggested this topic. Um, thank you, Ray, for this topic idea um, before we get off actually into it. And, you know, as Danny has stated, the actual title of the show, like, is that what's keeping black men broke? Like, uh, I saw someone when we first initially started off the stream say that, you know, um, marriage is not a wealth builder. That is false. There are statistics that show that marriage is a primary method of building wealth. And I think that for men, they look at it because there is such a high risk associated with marrying. They think of it like, yeah, okay, well, you can tout those statistics, but at the end of the day, if the marriage falls apart, there is a great loss of income to a lot of men. You know, if you are financially, if you are financially set, oftentimes once a divorce happens, you can be find yourself destitute. And that is true. Um, so that's true. If the marriage falls apart, yes, it could impact your finances, but marriage in and of itself um, is a great wealth builder. In addition, we, you know, this space talks about high value men, um, talks about successful men, you know, the most successful men, if you study successful men, there have been books written on successful men. One of the attributes of a successful man is 
they're married. You know, that is yes. that in and of itself, having someone there to support you and support your dreams, help support the business, hold down the home front while you are able to chase your dreams and, you know, become successful, become wealthy. You know, someone who is pushing you, promoting you. There are studies and I read several articles that show that men who are married have more ambition, that they have more drive, that you have somebody to do it to. You have a sense of purpose. You have a wife and a children who are depending on you. They are the ones who are most likely to go after promotions and be promoted. They are, they make more money. They, um, you know, just are more successful at, at, in life. There are even studies that show that men who marry are healthier too. They are um, because you have to think about it when you have to do stuff by yourself versus you having it's two heads are better than one two heads are better than one mm -hmm. there are going to be situations where your husband advises you on certain things and there are going to be certain things that you may advise your husband on as far as doing things financially and actually doing things to um actually have a win so when you partner up with somebody and let's say Curlin has helped me tremendously, but there have been certain situations where I was like, babe, we should do ABCD and we did it. And it was very beneficial to our relationship. Um, it brought in another stream of income. Um, there have been things that he told me that I should do and I've done it and it's helped with our income and combined income, which puts us in a higher tax bracket. We're able to vacation more. We're able to eat out more. Mm -hmm. We're able to invest more. Um, so, especially for those things you know a lot of men are concerned about divorce mm -hmm. um like 50 percent of marriages don't work out and it was say well and i think it's actually over 50 percent of marriages i think it's 70 percent of women file for divorce within marriages but mm -hmm. i think it's like almost like 50 50 uh marriage yeah i can't get it out right 50 percent of people are married 50 percent of people are not um then then statistics also show that 18 percent of new married couples purchase homes mm -hmm. only nine percent of single men purchase excuse me 18 percent of single women purchase homes let me make sure i got that right because it, it's uh women who are actually purchasing homes more than men yeah that's true yeah they're actually being being homeowners more than men but the, I lost my statistics. the statistics do show that men who are married actually oh. are 44 percent more productive they have a production rate of 44 percent higher than those who aren't you're pushing yourself literally they work more overtime they are more apt to go after bonuses they are so much more ambitious than if it's just you because you don't necessarily have this drive to you know become a manager be go to executive management build your own business um like you do when you have a family absolutely absolutely um do me a, a favor and uh send that video to me so i can pull it up concrete uh i don't know if i have it. I'll, I'll have to uh, find it um 
the other thing that I wanted to highlight, because you were talking, and, and I talked about that too, like men, their concern is divorce. But another concern that Black men have is they want to conquer as many conquests as possible. Black men think about the fact that marriage means that I'm going to have to give up all this hoo-ha running around here. And literally, that is a concern of theirs, like feeling that one woman won't fulfill them, that one woman won't be able to satisfy their sexual needs, that, you know, what if the attraction wanes? What if, you know, um, you know, she is, oh, especially there is a very big belief that in a marriage that the sex changes that once you have kids once y'all are both in y'all routines that you know sex wanes and that is a big concern a major concern for a lot of black men and i think that some black men aren't thinking about the longevity of a relationship and what it nope. means to actually partner with someone that they're stuck on more trivial things like oh i'm gonna be with one woman for the rest of my life that's like eating mcdonald's every day for the rest of your life and yeah yada, yada, and yada. also um Men will sit sit around and talk about prenups not working, and that is absolutely not true. Prenups, most prenups are upheld in court, most. Um, so if you did decide to get married and you decided to do a prenup, uh, you have to make sure all your, your ducks are aligned, but prenups actually do work. Um, majority of the time um, a lot of men will get here and well prenups don't work she could just say this that and the third that's not true at all and uh, you know I think when you're in a space like this and you've had bad experiences with relationships I definitely think it's easy to go to a certain side or a certain mindset because you have been messed over before but a lot of things that are being touted around is simply not true um, let me read these super chats Shout out to MGTOW Universe. Thanks for the 25. He says 50% um, divorced plus whatever in unhappy cheaper to keeper marriages plus whatever that are permanently separated mm. and 80% of divorces are filed by women, by women. four out of five. Um, so 50% of people are divorced. Um, and he's saying uh, there's also that percentage that's staying in the marriage because it's cheaper to stay with the woman. And then whatever are, there's also a percentage of people that are separated too. Uh, and he also um, corrected the statistic about women filing for divorce. So yeah, um, those there there are no guarantees in life. Literally, there are no guarantees in life. So going into a marriage, you are not guaranteed to have a successful marriage. You're not guaranteed to be married for the rest of your life. But I can assure you, if you have the mindset that you're anti-marriage, which is a problematic mindset in my opinion because being anti-marriage to me that means you have anti-life rhetoric like literally you don't believe in life you know life carrying on or the responsibility of bringing forth the next generation of people to carry on life um you know you believe you believe in shunning that and you want no parts of it so if you have that mindset and you are completely against marriage and you're also informing young men that they should not marry now that you're middle aged and you got to make your own life decisions and it didn't work out for you, Thanks. then you are guaranteed to, you know, not have, um, not have essentially develop this lifeline or continue your lifeline and ensure that it lives on until eternity. Um, 
you you're guaranteed for that not to happen if you just don't believe in marriage and won't even try. But if you do believe in it, yeah, there is a risk associated with it. But that there's risk associated with living. That's just what it is. There's no way of escaping the risk associated with life. Absolutely. Um, shout out to Eugene Steele. He says this. The title is very interesting to me. Failure to marry keeping black men broke. I thought that before any man pursued a relationship, the man has to have his shit together. Well, Eugene, is it is it failure to marry keeping black men from rising to the middle class and the upper middle class is the question. So, yes, you have to have your stuff together, meaning you have to be self-sufficient. But broke men date all day, every day. So, yes, you know, that does not negate the fact that you need to be on yourself and be, be self-sufficient. But partnering with someone who will support you, that may be able to support your endeavors to go back and get your master's degree or start your own business, having somebody there. And, you know, maybe she can hold down the fort and keep the um, insurance benefits on while you know you only work part-time to create your own business which will benefit the family altogether in the long run so but people are so interested in touting the bad aspects of relationships um that you got this space will tout the bad aspects of relationships but never highlight the good ones which kind of um sometimes discredit y'all because y'all don't acknowledge um really good aspects about having somebody on a team about imagine um somebody holding it down and having your back and you're able to make certain moves without having to worry about certain things um to get to middle class but um it seems like a lot of men don't a lot of our men aren't necessarily even concerned with being in middle class. I think black men are also going through a period of survival um, where it's just about surviving and getting to the next meal. And I'm not saying that the majority of guys in this space, I think a lot of guys here do have their shit together to a certain yeah. degree, to a certain degree. Um, but to actually get over the top, a lot of men will be like, well, you know, I should be able to to, to do um, A, B, C, D, um, and la, 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 la. And you know, my woman ain't gotta have no education. She ain't gotta be mm -hmm. dot, 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 dot. But if you did, and you were able to get submission from that woman and able to actually make that situation work, then it does make a difference and a huge difference, especially yeah. if it's able to get you, um, from, lower middle class to upper middle class and the thing is middle class is is is, is going to be a thing of a past pretty soon the wealth gap is is continuing to build there's going to be a poor class and there's going to be an upper class however like the article that we're using that was forwarded to us by ray he specifically like um, excuse me it uh specifically outlines some of the consequences because somebody touted that oh black men are already in middle class you know barely but nonetheless uh there are was it bloomberg that's saying that if you make less than three hundred thousand, that you're highly impacted by the, the inflation rates that we're seeing so literally i can see foresee the middle class uh, that that um, threshold changing eventually, but these are here are some of the quick consequences of um, black men being unmarried. Um, they have lower earnings to support themselves and their children, lower social currency as men. 
especially for those who have never been married and are single fathers. They have negative social image um, as playboys and you know players um, and a longer curve for wealth development without any benefit of that marriage premium that you would have if you believed and aspired to you know um, marry. Okay, um, I'm going to read the rest of the Super Chats and then I'm going to start this video. Um, shout out to Dane. He says, hey, Sis G and Concrete, it's not lack of marriage, but growing up in generational poverty that has black men broke, etc. Plus, it's only 800K are unemployed black men. 800,000 is a freaking lot out of 20 something million i mean it's lower than it has been you know uh what was it 2018 the numbers were pretty high pretty staggering um no 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 that would have been like maybe 20 20 2017 but um you know i get that but you know and there's no knock against that we see more black men are being employed however you know the fact that black men are against marriage, there's a there's a huge component. We cannot deny that wealth component and how that literally changes the tax bracket that you two are in. If you literally partner with, if you're making $50,000 and she's making $50,000, now the yeah. household together makes $100,000. And mm -hmm. you know, that that gives you more buying power. It makes, it gives you more, um, you know, your, your credit will increase. It also allows you to be able to do more things like Danny highlighted, vacationing, investing in stocks, building wealth by having, you know, developing or um, coming up with some other sorts of passive income that will also provide you with a, a second or third stream of income. Better neighborhoods for your kids, better outcome mm -hmm. outcomes for your children. Yes, all that. Um, so it's definitely, definitely more beneficial. Um, shout out to MGTOW Universe again. Come through, MGTOW. Yeah. He says, playing the numbers alone, being a man with his ish together, he would be unwise if he got married in the States. That's just mm -hmm. a mathematical fact. MGTOW, you still never talk to me or talk to us about prenups. What about prenuptial agreements that are mostly upheld in court? The or majority of prenups. sanctioned marriages. There are alternatives where you can partner with someone. You guys can have, uh, create a family family trust and make sure that both of your assets are protected. Literally, you can uh, stipulate that, you know, how you want everything divided. And, it, and it's essentially a contract without going through the state. And it's a detailed contract that you and your partner will develop. So there are ways around that if your objection is to being married by the state. Yep. Shout out to MGTOW Universe again. He says these benefits usually boil down to the wife nagging the hell out of you, <laughs> ultimatums, and or the husband being a wage slave to support the family. Wow. Then that means you don't have... So then it comes down to who you pick out as a mate. Mm -hmm. If you pick out uh the woman that you didn't picked up from a third world country and all she's used to doing is flat backing for a fee, yeah. and, and then she comes to the states and then, then thinks you that you should slave because that's how you most become black that. women work outside the home. Literally, Hell, most girl, white women too, and, and yeah, that's true too. And the thing is, we we are and we live in a capitalist society. You, we're all a slave to wages. We're all wage slaves. Like in one way or another, but you're actually building something. It actually gives you, uh, you know, additional income and additional resources in order to acquire more assets. That part. Uh oh, wait a minute. Um, shout out to MGTOW Universe again. He on y'all ass. Yes, he, he says is. men aren't working eighty hours 
work excuse me men aren't working 80 hour work hours because he loves his job so much he does it to put his kids in a good place and to buy a dumb engagement ring y'all go but um, y'all don't mind going to these foreign countries and paying a dowry. It's the same thing. That's a, a Western dowry. Child, they don't pay dowries. They just go and, and, and grab the woman like they Tarzan and just Listen. throw on a plane and get her oh. visas <laughs> and bring her that, you know, she's a single mom because he, well, he going to Colombia. They buying cows, cattle, buying No, nah, uh-uh. I got one better for you. Uh, shit, not only, uh, y'all, you talking about an expensive engagement ring and and you know a wedding and shit what a lot of y'all having to do is send money back to her whole damn family y'all having That's to support hard. grandma yes. Mima, her brothers yep. her yes. nieces her nephews you get a job all her money is being sent home that's that's that, a, that is an expectation of people who come over here from foreign poor countries exactly you send your money back home so what's the difference uh shout out to doberman he says unmarried b-dub raise black men to be broke criminal etc mm. um i don't necessarily disagree with that because if you look at the jail system at the penal system um a lot of those men i think the majority of men in the yeah. penal system Are have come from a single mother home. raised yeah. home mm -hmm. so that's the truth you know yeah. nobody's denying that um <laughs> MGTOW is on one baby he said MGTOW. dumb and expensive dumb and expensive engagement rings and an expensive wedding money down the toilet and I'm going to call you a lot now my ring is my ring name <laughs> but um Kerlin and I did not do an expensive wedding we did and something. we're not doing an expensive wedding you have two examples right here I mean you know I have two. a very nice ring but the thing is um you know that that wasn't something like I, it's not big and gaudy it wasn't something crazy dumb expensive or anything like that but you have two women on the panel who literally my wedding is very inexpensive it's a micro wedding very small gathering you know Danny opted you know to wait on the wedding so like that's not always the case there are women who don't care about that come on now. no um the wedding isn't even for the bride more so now i'll say it's for the bride to remember her day but the wedding is generally for family and friends together and then it's just finding somebody on that same type of mindset that understand what y'all prioritize mm -hmm. um curlin and i wanted to get a house a house was the biggest priority to do the same thing too before that yeah. was before wedding it's like okay i want to buy a house and he said let's do it like that we'll do that first like if they're first of all we don't subscribe to you know western society and ideologies regarding how uh, the, the the trajectory that or the path that we needed to follow in order for our relationship to be successful we do what works for us so like literally let's get an asset first and it has see, appreciated significantly you know, that, that fucking part that part um see look at this MGTOW says uh most prenups are upheld are held up in court but no man wants to be struck by lightning so then why take any risk at all why right. go outside you can exactly. get hit by a car why mm -hmm. go to the grocery store and buy food there could be salmonella poisoning um <laughs> like why go you could get bit by a mosquito if you go outside you know if it's raining and you could get some bird a bird listen it's a bird may poop on you and it's over with like look come on now you exactly um and, and and nobody's trying to minimize any risk no. but if you do take certain precautions no risk no reward Absolutely. and a lot of you guys are lonely you having to search for ass day in and day day out 
I know you tired of eating out um at these ratchet ass restaurants. I know you want to come home to a home cooked meal every now and then. You wish you had a nice home cooked meal, somebody to cook for you. You about to go out to Cracker Barrel. Don't you miss dressing? Don't you miss homemade dressing and gravy? Baby, listen. I'm gonna tell you something. People like MGTOW, the SYSBM, well, not necessarily SYSBM movement. No, I mean, well, not, I guess, passport bros and those who are suggesting that you look outside of African American women, but a lot of these movements, like the cure is worse than the disease. Yes, there is, there are, and uh, who was it? Jordan Peterson. I was listening to his video and he highlighted that. There are problems as it relates to, you know, our current dating and mating culture. We cannot ignore that. But if the cure is let's opt out of the system altogether, it's worse than the disease because then we die off. Like literally there has to be another way. Not to say that you buy in and that you, you should succumb to it. You're supposed to challenge the system. The system is who, ha- who has created and, and you know uh, lobby for better laws that are more fair and impartial in the court system. Like you don't just say, oh, I give up. I'm not, I, ha- I have no power. So as a result, I'm going to opt out of the system. And I'm also suggesting that any other man opt out of the system so we can all die off. That part. Um, <laughs> MGTOW said I could talk about this all day. Can't wait for the link to drop. Listen, we getting ready to. We're going to play this yeah. video in a second. And he says, ma'am, that's two. Did you hear about the woman that wants a a goddamn 30K Ooh. ring? If Now, if you talking about Kayla from the LaPeef show, um, and Kayla says that Kayla has a plan. Kayla, ma- women want Kayla, all kinds of shit. Isn't she from, uh, she's not from the U.S. though, right? I have no idea. Oh, okay. I maybe. have no idea. No, I'm thinking of Amira. Okay. Never. Yeah, but if she wants a 30K ring, oh, shit, I want a ring. I want a pony. Yeah. Curlin ain't got that shit for me yet. I probably won't ever get no damn pony. No, I ain't gonna say I ain't never gonna get one because Curlin spoils me. But um, the whole thing is, people are allowed to want what they want a lot of y'all want uh chicks that <laughs> instagram See. models y'all want dime pieces i was getting ready to go Come i ain't gonna do it like, let's talk about it y'all want dime pieces with inflate inflated butt cheeks ain't nobody telling you you can't i was gonna do it <laughs> concrete don't do it i'm just saying baby i was gonna the pool, she gonna float listen but ain't nobody telling you not to dream go ahead and drink baby you didn't I'm say she was gonna float listen Listen, it's just gonna be <laughs> he gonna be laying on them just uh in heaven with his sunglasses on and his sunscreen while they floating around like a goddamn feet. raft child. <laughs> I can't. I'm trying to tell you, them his pool toys. Listen. So go ahead on. Ah, he says, because when it comes to men and marriage, the output does not mm. equal the input not even close stop messing with hoes that ain't worthy y'all talking about oh she she my woman ain't good to have no education she could just be submissive and pretty and that's yeah. all that's good that, that's that good part, enough that for me part. you don't want nobody who's gonna be able to put in equal work but i, but I 
call cap on this because y'all like to present a one-sided view of marriage that is not today's view. Men and women are working outside the home. Men and women are uh, equal contributors to the home financially in many instances. And even outside of that, let's not downplay the role that women play in the home. Like literally, she is the caretaker for your children mm. in addition to working outside the home. She that is part. the person who's cooking dinner. She's the person who's keeping the house clean. She's typically the last person to lay down because after everyone's eaten dinner, she has to wash dishes, clean up, clean the kitchen before she can even shower and get to bed. Let's not downplay the role that a, a, a viable mate has a, a, a viable woman in the relationship contributes to the to the relationship. Like unless you going y'all are touting these these beliefs that it's better to go to get you a foreign woman. It, the, the difference is uh, oftentimes those foreign women may not be able to contribute financially to the relationship, but most black women it, that you know, is worth their salt, is contributing financially as well as contributing inside the home to the well-being of the children, you know, being a supportive helpmate to her husband and, you know, doing a whole list of things every single day of the week. Uh, Sister G, what the F are you going to do with a pony? I'm going to ride that pony. <laughs> Let's do Nah. You know what I thought you was about to sing the new that ride that like a... <laughs> What is it? Is that the city OMG. girls? OMG. <laughs> it'd be on TikTok. Okay. That's the only reason I know it. Y'all are. Ooh, That's creep. the only reason that I know it. I, I assure you. don't know, child. Uh, <laughs> Mixtail say the 304s ain't worthy. 98% of women of all races, Ooh. not just black women. Mm. What the hell? 98%? Listen, Nick MGTOW said you better off going to get you a doll. Go on here, get you a little blow up. <sighs> like my, my stress level just went up, child. <laughs> he said 98%. Like 98%? Then, God damn it, I'm going to have to go. Fuck it. So you mean to tell me that all of the women in your families have not been worth their salt? All of the women that you've seen in your right. trajectory aren't worth a fuck. Is that what you're saying? Mm. Is that what you guys are saying? That 98% of women to... that are in you your trajectory. Them. You're granting them. They ain't, they, ain't, they ain't worth nothing. You ain't seen them. Uh, you know, you haven't seen them. Um, you haven't seen them contribute equally to the household. Like I, I refuse to believe that, especially when you're giving such a high percentage that you believe are, you know, trash. Like you, you I, I 98% you surrounded by women who just baby. You know, uh, so what Mig tell Mig telling Andrew must be related child. They gotta be. That's the only <laughs> thing that makes sense. They he said 98%. God yeah, damn. I don't even think Roger got them stats. I got the I got the check on Roger. So. Oh, sorry, uh, uh, my bad. <laughs> your mama is black, though. Yeah. Come to your mama black. Your mama is black. Is she not? Is she not? Where is it? Oh, here it is. Okay, and oh, he said, oh, so we part of the other two, so that's why. But listen, I, you know what? I stopped. I used to be like, no, black, you know, there are plenty of black women. And then I really, one day, my fiance challenged my thinking and I had to do an assessment even of the women that I know. 
you know, as it related to whatever the topic was that we were discussing, like how many of the women that I know personally, you know, even have a similar mindset. And most of them did not. <laughs> and that was kind of like, dang. It was like so, a, a so concrete. You ain't co-signing this ninety-eight percent, child. I, I, I ain't co-signing the ninety-eight percent, but I, I know it's a lot of women that think completely different than we think. Okay. Not to say we're the only ones, because Atari already told into you about that. Now we ain't the only ones, but a lot of women just have a different mindset. They do have a city girl mindset. They want. Let me tell you something. What black women want? They want the man who's going to provide for them who's going to you know protect them who's going to do all the things but they don't want to have to cook and clean for him they ain't trying to wash no drawers they want to be able to go out when they want to smoke blunts sleep in you know uh eat waffle house serve waffle house for dinner like they want it all they want the man and all the things they want the wedding ring and all the things but they don't want to you know, um, put in the effort that's required. Listen, the, the Sean, Mr. Sean say it's 98%. He said it's not even 98. He said it's 99%. Oh, wow. God damn. Hard on the sisters. Woo. All y'all need is a little ass on a, a <gasps> on Easter Sunday. That's going to change their mindset. Listen, tail? if they was getting ass on a regular, if mm. they was getting ass and fed on a regular basis, mm. if they went and got Miss Brenda from down at the church that <laughs> like to cook pies from scratch, okay. they would be better That's off. But yeah, see that they be trying to sleep on Miss Brenda, but hell, Miss Brenda would cook that damn chicken tetrazzini. Um, you'd have <laughs> yeah. had you some dressing. <laughs> Listen. Some chicken tetrazzini, some of them mm. damn uh brown and serve rolls. You'd have had you some uh string beans with some potatoes and the, the turkey necks in them. I'm cooking Easter Sunday dinner while I'm streaming. I got to do listen. Some you'd have had you some good yams where she used vanilla and lemon extract in them mm. hoes. Okay. Um, goddamn, not ninety nine. Y'all need some ass. Y'all need some ass. I, that that's where I'm at Introducing with it. Some of the folks down there, some of your sip friends. Introducing some of your sip See, friends. See, baby, you know what's gonna yeah. be the problem, no. Yeah. They are going to get down to the sip mm-hmm. and Brenda Brenda May, because you know you got uh you got two we 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 the home of the Two two names all Look, all the time. Uh huh. Brenda May gonna been and got up in there and fried the best goddamn chicken. She gonna fry this shit in lard. Mm-hmm. And you ain't never had no fried chicken until you had some fried chicken fried in lard. And mm-hmm. that goddamn chicken gonna be just as crispy, and it's gonna be flaky and crispy, and hot. And mm-hmm. she gonna been and made them damn pinto beans with a little pork up in them. Mm-hmm. They ain't gonna be able to leave, and then she done made that goddamn hot water cornbread. They gonna try to move to the sip. They gonna be ready to move to the, get pack a U-Haul up and move to the sip. Baby, she done put them butter beans in okra mm-hmm. <laughs> and she done made that macaroni and cheese from scratch. Miss Brenda got them church lady arms. <laughs> and then you know they say big girls can, can uh, they got that guap guap. Mm. Okay. Y'all ain't gonna lead. Y'all ain't gonna lead a sip. Y'all ain't gonna lead. You talk about you done went to the foreign countries and um y'all having to eat their cuisine. They don't know how to do. They they can fry some chicken. Now I say Asian women got the. They got their damn chicken on lock. Oh yeah, no, soul food, but uh, yeah, you know, you know African American fried chicken, but you know, you know, yeah, but yeah, uh, <laughs> Rael. 
He said, Miss Brenda, go make a Muslim man eat pork. <laughs> Keep playing. Oh, no. That's what Concrete what? did. I ain't going to tell nobody, though. Um, <laughs> don't you tell that lie, baby. Let me tell you something. The Muslims is they the Muslims are strong. They ain't eating no pork. Listen, all y'all need y'all need that guap guap three that guap guap three thousand. That's what y'all need. <laughs> Klaus said, "No one is living in that fat paradise. <laughs> living in a fat man's paradise." He said, "Shit, a, a lot of y'all need a good home cooked meal with some damn cornbread." Well, Will, you a lie and a half. They they ain't listen. Y'all y'all had a mixed woman up here frying chicken and seasoning the bird while it was in the pan, baby. Don't you dare think that <laughs> Becky and Marisol and them gonna be able to learn from YouTube, baby. It's 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 either in you, it's in you, it ain't on you, and everybody ain't got it. So um, I'm sorry to tell you, they're going to run down to Popeye's. That's what they're going to do. That's what she going to do. Oh, God. Uh, MGTOW say 98% is an exaggeration, but I definitely agree on the 90%. Mm. Y'all killing me right now. Not yes. 90%. God mm -hmm. damn. I know y'all need a good meal. <laughs> MGTOW says, so marriage equals culo and meals on a regular, and mm -hmm. y'all talking bad about SYSBM. Y'all just exposed ourselves. Listen, we just highlighted several things literally since the beginning of this conversation. Supporting his dreams, literally uh, rearing the children, you know, cooking and cleaning, also working and being a financial contributor to the household. Also, and asking permission. See, they forget about the permission, permission. sheet. Then you see how they about forget about that? You see how yeah, you just skipped over streams of income like we didn't highlighted 10 15 things you want to just break it down to those two well, and then the thing about it. it is see y'all will talk about how black women asleep with broke dudes and this that and the third mm -hmm. uh marisol wants your whole damn check she uh what what eddie murphy saying wrong what like how the woman will be coming for half like uh she came from africa from a goddamn hut then she get over here talking about she won't have your money after she caught your ass cheating 15,000 times. Now she won't have. Y'all don't be having shit to say about that. Listen, Talk about that shit. Listen, at all. Mm, mm, mm. And you know you're responsible for it once she bring over here for ten years. She can go out and whore and do what she doing. You're responsible for it financially for ten years. Yeah, yeah, facts. Mm. Um, shout out to MGTOW Universe again. He says also eighty percent of Black women are overweight and obese. We literally live in oh, Lizzo land. No. Wow, let me tell you something. Black women's is going to the DR. They getting at least, they may not get the fat sucked out of their arms and legs, but they getting it sucked out of their bellies, baby. They getting it put in their backside. So, yeah, that part. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You too busy worried about the health of being fat. Worry about you having that in house ass that you can roll over and hit in the middle of the night. In house Lizzo. Come on. Listen. <laughs> Listen, all in-house tail ain't created equal. Like, you know, come on now. You worried about Lizzo uh, mm. being fat. Worry about Lizzo ass knowing how to cook. Lizzo ass can cook. Oh, wow. Shit. You can roll over. She in-house. Mm. She cook. And then big girls be nice. Listen, I'm going to tell you something. I'm a woman. And after seeing Lizzo naked, I ain't. I mean, I haven't seen her naked, but seeing her butt, I can't blame a man not wanting to see her naked. I, I, I mean, I, like, I can't. It's, it's real sad. Listen, I just seen that jet picture that I sent to you, baby. baby. Like, wow, Lizzie. Big Lizzie. Come on now. Cover up. Put like put, put some clothes Lizzie on. Lizzie is a multi-talented multi woman who is a millionaire. What's her talents? Uh, Show me her behind. 
that girl could play the flute. She writes songs. She could sing. She can act. She can dance. That was the worst flute playing ever. Like literally. You are a hater. I'm gonna tell. Like my fiance is a musician. He was laughing at her. He plays many instruments. Laughing at her play the flute. That girl ain't. That that was the worst. You know what? I think you hating on Lizzo. This is the thing. Call it what you want. You know what? But Lizzo better than having a fight. Wait a minute. Let me just break Mm -hmm. this shit down real quick. Break it down. Lizzo is better than having to go to another whole goddamn country to fight to to get to a woman who may be a single mother who may be selling that ass um you don't know where what uh marisol and came from you just know that marisol is nice lizzo gonna understand rap music she gonna be able to talk to you about the culture y'all can go line dancing together y'all can sit around and eat all the macaroni and cheese that your heart can desire um lizzo is bringing that paper in and die from coronary artery disease disease or heart failure baby they doing that anyway that's the number one killer of black men what you talking about we're not trying to convince these men to stay by giving them the examples of lizzo we got to tell them it's better over here they're gonna run for the border we can't come and be like oh this is what you got to settle for that's not fair if i was a man i'd be like hell to the no baby see but this is this is how i look at it this is how i look at it this is how i look at it Some ass is better than no ass at all. And y'all ain't got the options right now. Sit, go get you, go get you somebody that's about 200, two, 250, and like go roll. Breaking 350, Well, they ain't got to deal with Lizzo, but they they be talking about obese. Most of us are obese. Go on here yeah. and get you one, yeah. get and, you the and, smallest and one. We've been working on it, but we ain't showing our tails. We ain't going outside and going on private jets with the big moon with all the um, cellulite hanging out, baby. I would never. I wouldn't even put my butt out there, and it looked 10 times better than what she got. That's just disgusting. Don't nobody want to see that. I'm saying they ain't got to go get Lizzo, but they can go get somebody that's worthy. And there's some there's a there's a big woman out there that's worthy of your of your time and attention. That's gonna make you feel like the whole man that you need to feel like. That's gonna boost you up. That's gonna worship the ground you walk on. That's what y'all need. And what we've realized is y'all haven't had enough uh black women that are good enough for to y'all. Um, because a lot of you guys try to bat out of your league. Oh, I get so, that. I totally so they only worthy understand of a Lizzie? They only no, worthy they don't. That's not what I said. Oh. What I said is, they ain't got to go get the biggest woman. They ain't mm. got to go get her. Mm-hmm. They can get the smallest of the biggest woman. You know what I'm saying? Oh, okay. She can be a size 15, 16. Mm-hmm. They be all right. She, size 16 ain't no. Men that are married mm-hmm. to bigger women. Matter of fact, st- statistics say the bigger your woman, the happier the goddamn marriage. I've heard men say positive things about black women, but for, I mean for big women, but I'm not going to encourage no man. And listen, and this is coming from a woman who has, you know, as I've gotten older, have my own weight issues, but it's still something that I'm working on. Like, I ain't going to sit back and be like, I'm just fat and you got to deal with it and I'm going to get fatter and more gets in my tail and you got to deal with it and be happy. No, these men ain't got to settle for that unless they just as big and round and, and, and dimple booty. They don't have to settle for it. I, I, I refuse. Listen, Mm-mm. y'all go get you a big woman and go Mm-mm. eat. I know a lot of y'all be talking shit because y'all be hungry. 
y'all and ate McDonald's. Uh, piss probably smell like straight up ammonia and shit. You ain't drinking enough water. <laughs> you ain't had. You ain't been to a doctor in years. Listen, you ain't cleansed your insides, and God knows. Yellow and took a multivitamin um goddamn clothes wrinkled as hell you probably wearing dirty clothes out the damn laundry a lot of y'all ain't got got it Shaking together I know. Out from the laundry container putting them on inside out trying Listen. to stretch another day <laughs> y'all talk about this bachelor life like this bachelor life is so great then you sitting around having to call your sister up you having to call your sister and disturb her and she got to come run and see about your ignorant ass go ahead and get you a goddamn woman so you can have a woman to take care of you but women are catching on to the game now yeah, women so. saying fuck that I ain't about to be no woman, ain't about to watch about about you. woman at all because I'm gonna tell you like if I were single if I were single I'm not just willing like I'm not going out and getting Ruben stuttered just to say I have a man I'm not willing to date, date uh, Demarcus that work at McDonald's um, third shift just to say I have a man. Like it's certain that it, I ain't mad at nobody have, for having standards and reasonable standards and requirements. Like that, that that's fair. If if but this is the whole thing too. Black men are in the same position that black women are in when it comes down to survival. Um, mm -hmm. The statistics say that more you are living with your mama than ever, mm. ever mm. come from Miss Dorothy's house. Miss <laughs> Dorothy <laughs> can't even <laughs> have no goddamn company because your ass walking up and down the damn steps at night. So I'm not advocating for these men leaving Miss Dorothy house and going and living with Rakisha in their Section Eight apartment. Get yourself together. Don't 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 go from your mama house and expect another woman to take care of you like she your mama washing your drawers and fixing your plate while you play Nintendo all day. No, sir, we not advocating for that. No, nah, this 2021 baby, get your stuff together and then go Did find you a school. Call girl visual terrorism. I'm fucking done. <laughs> Listen. Fools. Let me read these super chats, baby, because we've already been up here two hours and we still oh, ain't shoot. dropped the link yet. Lord. Shout out to MGTOW Universe again. He says 80% of black women are overweight or obese. Mm -hmm. We lit. Oh, I read that again too. Shit, MGTOW, stop doing it to me. <laughs> he says this six figure man has no interest in a Lizzo. I can do better. I could do bad all by myself. Uh, I didn't work hard for a Lizzo type. At worst, I'll buy a dog and die a alone happily mm. <sighs> i think y'all sleep on big girls i think y'all are knocked out mm. i think that um y'all would do it, it, it's not better to be alone i think mm. that uh yeah I, I don't think it's better to die alone i think it is better to die with somebody who cares about you um, who is concerned, who right. loves you, who appreciates you, um, and who's willing to serve you. I think that's a better way to go. Um, you guys are too concerned about what your friends think. Y'all uh, want to date but the fat hit girls her at night when their friends don't know about it. They'll hit her up late night. Hey, hey boo. <laughs> um, I got some fried chicken for you. <laughs> They just don't want Daquan them to know. Just don't tell nobody. Yeah, don't tell nobody. We we messing around. Mm -hmm. You know, Rakeisha, I really love you, girl. But you know, 
I'll marry you if you lose some weight. They inviting her over to have sex on the air mattress in the basement of their mama house. Listen, let me tell you something. Damn, <laughs> air mattress deflated, <laughs> then popped. No, 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 not the deflated air mattress with them sheets that they ain't washed since they bought it. Listen. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, you mean they got sheets on them hoes? Mm. Oh, he he real proper. If he, he has some training, home training, if he got some sheets. No, nah, you know what it is? They ain't even sleeping on no air mattress. They sleeping on the twin in bed um that miss dorothy didn't had since they was in damn uh fifth grade listen damn sheets got damn mattress got piece piss stains on they ain't bought a mattress i used to have all that lint on it like them old like it would have a character or someone but it was like so yes yes got that on the bed ain't bought no new confidence set nothing girl won't go get a damn won't even wash the damn confidence set damn confidence just as musty Listen, washing the stuffing out the comforter set. <laughs> Listen, damn comforter set got a hole in it. Damn foot still cold. Wow. Big girl to keep you warm though. Y'all, y'all want to be picky about the wrong shit. Y'all be picky about your survival. You know, uh, a lot of y'all ain't That's average median income. Average median income is forty k, forty two k a year. Let's get ready to drop this uh drop this um link, but I do I, I do uh, understand well I understand you know philosophically what Danny is saying. I'm not encouraging you to you know get with somebody who just doesn't care about their own health. I'll say that, but um I do think that you know having a mindset like that of uh, Midtowns is 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 essentially like I said that anti life rhetoric, like literally feeling like we you you know might as like uh, uh, encouraging and promoting the ideology that you know men should not um engage in long-term partnership that you know talking about the ineffectiveness of it without highlighting the the benefits of it and without um without having some other alternative i don't think that it's beneficial it's better to challenge the actual system to lobby to exact change to push for change to put your money where your mouth is but that's just my opinion well i'm gonna start playing this video and we can react to it while we got the panel up here yep. welcome MGTOW universe mr z and topaz on it hey, what's up happy easter happy sunday to you guys happy easter y'all happy, happy easter thank y'all we're gonna play the video and um, we can all react to it. But of what value is it today? Isn't it as more and more young people seem to be saying, just a piece of paper? Well, it turns out that piece of paper might be the most valuable thing you will ever own. Take the case of Doug Talby. At age 18, Talby worked a minimum wage job operating a press at a factory in Indiana and lived in his parents' basement. I didn't have a care in the world, Talby says. I didn't even have any bills. But after marrying at 19 and having kids, Talby's perspective changed. I had to step up and think about others and start taking care of them. Talby quit his factory job and joined the Army, where he made significantly more money and received housing and health care paid for by the military. Whenever he saw a chance at promotion, he pursued it. It meant more money and benefits for himself and his family. Recently, in a bid to further boost his family's income, he left the Army to work as a finance manager at a car dealership. He's now pulling in six figures. 
Did y'all hear that? Six. Not three. Hey, you know the part they left out? What? They left the part out when he was uh, in the military and his wife cheats on him, divorces him, and takes the kids. They left that part out. <laughs> so, and it so, 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 what we're saying is, so what you're saying is, you're basically just scared that you're going to be cheated on in a relationship. No, I'm afraid that I worked my entire life, uh, worked hard my entire life to be where I am, and some woman is just because of the system. By the way, uh, some woman just gonna come in and like, eh, I don't want to be married anymore, and then I lose half my shit. So wait a minute, wait a minute. So let's talk. Let's let's be honest. That's legitimate. That's not. No, let let's keep it a buck. Um, the statistics don't say that you guys are going to lose half of your shit because most women work within a relationship. Majority yep. of women work in a relationship. We're not, Majority. We're not talking. We're not talking about. For me, I'm not. I'm not making forty two five a year. Yeah, what does that mean? Meaning, who has meaning, invested in themselves equally and has as much to lose as you have to lose. It means that, well, when women get divorced, uh, they lose a husband. When husbands get divorced, they lose everything. So it's not the same. That's um, not it true. means, okay. So uh, the women I'm looking for um, working, her working wouldn't even make sense in our household because my house is already paid off and she will need to work. So her her working would actually be a bad thing for us. It doesn't so why, make, why wouldn't, it wouldn't you get a prenup? Well, you can't have it both ways. Either you want somebody who it has as much to lose or you want somebody who's going to be a dependent that's going to be completely dependent on you, which makes the risk even greater. Why would it make it greater? If you find somebody who's completely dependent upon you and if the relationship does dissolve, then you're going to have to take care of her. She's going to get alimony. In, in this country, yes. Oh. So oh, you're talking about alternatively... Y'all do, y'all do realize that the entire manosphere is primarily centered around this issue right here. Yes. Most of us are here is because of this issue specifically. Yes, we most of you here, most of you are here for this. It, well, I'm not even going to say most of you because a lot of you aren't even at a point of having sex and sex is going is declining tremendously, especially with the upcoming generation. And then we have a lot of young guys here who are listening, who listens to this stuff that you guys are touting. Um, have you I ever been the married? Foundation, the foundation was built on this, like the argument. Yeah, that I, I, I understand that to a certain degree, but um, there's also um, saying that 50% of marriages are successful. 50%. No, they're not. No, they're not. Yes, there is. That's 50% that I sent you. That's that super chat I sent you. Just because you're not divorced doesn't mean you're happy. And that you don't know that though. It's, it, we know fifty percent of marriages are not successful in this country. You're telling me you're sitting here and telling me fifty percent divorce and the other fifty percent are successful. Really? We're I saying mean, that fifty percent end in divorce. Say either way, we don't know. Fifty percent of marriages are still intact. Fifty percent in marriages are still intact. You know, so y'all don't, are... so don't know anybody that's in the cheaper to keeper, permanently separated. I'm not. I'm just not gonna get divorced because of with a forty-two, reason. with a forty-two-five um income, median income, is is it really cheaper to keep her? Come on, dog. I'm not talking about forty-two-five. But, but but we're talking about the average American man. 
high value men are high value men. They do tend to stand more to lose. But if we're talking about getting men to the actual middle class at 42.5, no, it's not cheaper to get 42.5 is 42.5. That's the median income of black men in America. So you're so you would that's, still that's, recommend marriage for men that are making forty two five. If you are making forty two five, let's yeah. talk about the inflation rate. Right now, yeah. I am living in the state of Georgia. Right, I came from the state of Mississippi. Mississippi has gone up three hundred percent, three hundred percent in rent. So then when you go to buy a house, you remember like back in the day, you used to say, well, I can move down south and I can buy a house for this much and I can have it on this type of land and I could be in a decent area, rural area. That shit has gone up tremendously. Um, the average housing cost uh, for a decent house in a decent neighborhood, you're going to pay over 200K. You're going to. Unless you um, catch something in foreclosure, you're going to pay over 200K. If you are making 42, 42.5 a year and you're trying to um, man maintain a decent house or decent cars, um, maybe a vacation here and there and have a uh, Christmas, whatever, whatever you celebrate 42, five is not going to cut it. If it comes down to survival, that's not going to no. cut it no, um, to get men too. to middle, middle class. Yes. I would absolutely encourage marriage to get a man to middle class. It's two, absolutely. two people with money. Two. It should absolutely right. be a consideration. Like you guys like to, you know, talk about how black women and their lack of wealth, but black men have the same lack of wealth. The average I'm black not. person, the average black family has what, $3,600 in savings? So what does that mean as it relates to the average black single person? They have even less. Like we, that is a viable option to build all wealth, that, to marry that sounds good, but if you're talking about a country where women are not raised to be wives, it doesn't matter. It does not matter. It doesn't matter. I think that the women that you want to no, but the whole thing is um, it, it does go back to the 80% looking at the 20%. Most men who, especially if a man makes a decent amount of money, he does have a different entitlement. Um, George, I only want an average woman. I don't want a bad bitch. I'm already, I already told you what to do by my, Listen. <laughs> I don't know. Are you trolling? Or are you serious? Because Listen. the system itself is, is the system is toxic. The system that's, is that's toxic. What, I'm not. I'm not going to sit here exists. and deny that. Okay. If, so if okay. I will. I, I'll just say. That, let me just say this, and I'll give it up. Sister George. Okay, okay. I agree with you that a hus a average earning husband, average earning wife, uh, they that still may not even work at seventy k. I don't know. Um, I don't know the math exactly. But again, you know, with the women, with with we live in Lizzo land, literally, like I said, and you know, hot girl summer and city girl mentality, it's it it doesn't matter. It simply doesn't matter. Go ahead. Yeah. Um. <sighs> thanks. Thanks for having me up, ladies. I do think that y'all are directing. And excuse the echo. I'm at work. But um, I do think that y'all are directing this conversation <laughs> at men, understandably, but it should be directed towards women um, because the real issue, it, it came out what uh, maybe three years ago now, financially unattractive men are leading to a downturn in marriage or was it economically unattractive men are leading to a downturn in marriage. It's actually the women, right? So, so and I've said this before, 
more and more women are looking at marriage as a finish line thing. It's what happens when when men have all their ducks in a row. So that's where you get that struggle of um, um, kind of trope from. It's not the men, it's the women. Women are straight up saying, I don't want average, period. And they're looking at marriage as a luxury item and they're looking at men as a luxury item. So once you start getting women that are in a stable situation, they don't want a stable man. They want a baller dude, right? So what, what, and we can, we can go to this. The median household income in America is like $67,000, $68,000 a year. Most women are trying to live beyond that. That's what, that's what they're telling you. They, that's what the, the um, economically unattractive men are leading to a downturn in marriage was telling you. Women don't even consider marrying a dude until he hits about 42 with five, like the brother was saying, 42,000 and some change a year. The problem is the median income for men in America, generally speaking, is like a little bit, a tick under 40, right? So like that, that's the issue that we're dealing with. It's not so much the men. I mean, yeah, niggas are talking and, and they're being, you know, <laughs> extra and, and, and animated with their language. But in reality, it really is the women that are looking at men as a, a luxury good. Right. And they don't want the reliable Camry. They want the S class Benz. And for them, if I can't have an S class Benz, then I don't want anything. So, you know, now I, I, I can't say that you don't have a point there because mm -hmm. I do know a lot of women who would fall in that that trajectory um, that yes. they do want um, the finished product. Yeah, I, I women have a mantra now that like that women can have it all. And there is this mindset that that women have the right to have a man who's going to give them the world. And there is you don't see women promoting the mindset of working with someone or partnering with someone of equal equal status in order to, you know, build and to, you know, so that you both can elevate. You don't see those type of narratives being pushed on social media. We're going to start, uh, finish the rest of the video because it's not long at all, but we'll stop in the middle of the video and get you guys' commentary. Men who see no need to marry or who are reluctant to marry until they make more money could benefit from Talby's discovery. Marriage has a transformative effect on the behavior, emotional health, and financial well-being of adults, especially men. Men who get married work harder and more strategically earn more money than their single peers from similar backgrounds. Marriage also transforms men's social world. They spend less time with friends and more time with family. They go to bars less and to church more. In the words of Nobel Prize winning economist George Akerlof, men settle down when they get married. If they fail to get married, they fail to settle down. My own research bears out Akerlof's view. Married men work about 400 hours more per year than single men with equivalent backgrounds. A Harvard study also found that married men were much less likely than their single peers to quit their current job unless they had another one lined up. All this translates into a substantial marriage premium. On average, married men earn almost 20% more than their single peers. That's even after controlling for differences in education, race, ethnicity, and other background factors. Okay. I think this is, um, I think times are changing. Look, first, I'm in a relationship. It's serious. It looked like it's going to be married. marriage. My younger sister is engaged. She's getting married in September. So I'm not anti-marriage. My parents have been married for 36 years. Um, 
36 years. Actually, yeah, I just said 36 years. My girlfriend's parents have been married for 41 years, right? So I'm not anti-marriage, but I understand that the times are changing and this, this type of rhetoric, I don't know how much it stands the test of time going forward because the environment has changed so much and people's mindsets about marriage. This is what I was saying earlier. We don't look at marriage as something that you start when you're building, when you're starting off as an adult, right? This And this is mainly women. They want you at the finish line. So I don't, that's, I don't know how you square that circle where you get women, especially young women, to meet someone in, in, in their 20s, in their mid-20s, and end up with that person and then, you know, build with that person. Because if she don't catch that dude at, in college, most likely <laughs> it, it's just not going to happen. Because, because at that point, she's looking for the dude at the finish line, not a guy building. That's, what, that's why you keep on hearing that struggle love thing. Like I said, I don't want no struggle love. Really, it's I don't even want stability. I want luxury. And I'll pause right there. I Can did I also. Something? Okay, go ahead, Gordon. This is uh, Ray, and I'd like to add some commentary, but whoever was going next, uh, please go next. Well, oh, can y'all hear me? Yeah, we can hear you, Topaz. Okay, well, um, I'm glad that we stopped at this point in the video because I think this proved you guys' title. Um, here's the thing, right? Now, I'm going to start with the women because y'all just recently said that, and then I'll also say about the men. So in terms of the women, them wanting the man at the finish line, so, and, and you know what, let me preface this with saying, I recently was uh, introduced to this show called The Ultimatum on Netflix. And so- I just started was, watching it last night. I know. Listen, so crazy. You know, have you finished it? Because it's good. I'm going to tell no. you. No. <laughs> I, <clears throat> I plan on doing a little marathon today while Curlin is out. Listen, I'm doing me a little George, marathon. If you want to do a review, I am down for that. Um, I would okay. like for you to do, help me do a review on that- um, on that series because i think that that would be hilarious but I'll okay email. okay great okay so um this is the thing those couple those people on there both men and women were all less than 25 years old and so here's the thing right this all for me comes down to like y'all said how people are raising their children and with the values that they're telling them right so those are marriage-minded people that are less than 25 years old even the men on there and so for the women i think one, we need to stop teaching young girls that you wait for the man at the finish line because what did you invest? You don't have any skin in the game. So, of course, you can walk away. You can do reckless shit that might put the plan in jeopardy or whatever because you didn't put anything into it. And so what I feel like is we need to our parents tell us, no, don't get no man in college. Get you a man that's already built up. And the reason for that is because they can't wait to get you off the tit. That's why. Right. They ready to live their best life and they want you to hurry up and get out the door. So they want you to get a man that could already come in ready to take care of you. Our culture does not foster people working together to build as, as well. And in this part of the video, what they're talking about, they're explaining why men who make forty two thousand or less. If they get married, they stand to be able to become more successful quicker because it, two heads are better than one. It's good to have somebody to delegate something to. You have the ability to work more hours because you're not at home doing your own upkeep. There's somebody at home doing that while you're at work. Also, your peers in, in the corporate world, they don't care. You know, if you had to stay up all night, you know, preparing for something and then you had to cook your own breakfast and then you had to clean up your house before you caught the train. And then there was like, you know, it was crowded and, and, and you was late. They don't care about all that. 
that's why they care when you're married is because now they know you have somebody that can catch the times where life happens. There are going to be things that come in your, your day where it messes up your, your timeline, your schedule. But if you have somebody you could delegate that to, you can call home real quick, tell wife to do something, and then you still on your date. That's why they ask for that. It has nothing to do with pedestalizing women and everything to do with being efficient. So that's how a man who makes less can stand to get married and then be able to make more. They can work more hours. They can be more focused when they're at work because somebody's taking care of all the upkeep. Yes, men can wash clothes and cook for themselves, but it's easier in life when you're trying to work and somebody else is taking care of that for you. And, and the, the amount of money you pay to mm -hmm. have a wife for her upkeep is less than the amount that you would lose out on if you had to do both of those jobs yourself. So now in terms of the Great men, points. when you meet a woman that it does not, is not wife material. And what I mean by that is she's not a team player. She's not willing to make sure the house is taken care of while you're working. You need to go ahead and move on, get rid of her quickly. But you know why men can't do that? It's because you got to answer to your homeboys about why you ain't got uh, 30 bodies under your belt by the time you're 20. So tell mm. them niggas to shut up and you're not going to get this bitch no dick because she don't deserve it if she's not doing what you need her to do. But men have to be strong enough to say that. So there's a problem with both. The women can't look at like, oh, I want him to already be established and put up together because a man in your age range when you're in your early 20s is not going to have that. And he would have right. more of that and would appreciate your contribution to him having more of that if you were there shooting with him in the gym. So that's my opinion. Let um, me add this really quickly. I was highlighting what Shaka was saying because mm -hmm. he, I've seen this multiple times th throughout the comments. The thing is, you guys are saying that be a workhorse. The woman contributes equally in many of these relationships to as the man. She works outside of the home too. However, you guys are saying that we're promoting the mindset of being a workhorse when I've heard thought leaders in this space, Kevin Samuels, Obsidian, say that if you are a single man, that you should be working no less than 60 hours a week. So they're telling you that as a part. single man that you should be working, you should Way be a more. workforce. So you're, now you have someone to work for. Now you have, you know, the desire to build a legacy, to pour into your children. You want your children to be able to go to good schools and you want to be able to give your children a better life. So you have something that motivates you to work harder. The reason I why I really agree with that. Can I, can I add something real quick? So I have a I have a couple problems with this. So number one, for men, marriage does not make you richer. What they're doing is they're looking at the value of a home and equating that to net worth. Secondly, when he talks about men making more money, that's because men are putting more hours in work. He literally just said men more work more hours, so you're going to make twenty percent more money. When I, I'm I'm for marriage, I'm absolutely for marriage. Bring that Warren School of Business. Go ahead. Right. So, I'm so confused I'm, I'm about your marriage. first part of your comment. What do you mean about them equating the value of a home? Like, what were you? What did you? So, 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 when we talk about net worth and 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 assets, right? Um, when we talk about it, America estimates that by by home ownership, right? Because ninety percent of people's wealth is in their homes. That's why in 2008, when the housing crisis crashed, America never recovered financially because 90% of the population assets or wealth was in their in the value of their home. Can right? I so also add a comment to that as well? Home is that first uh, wealth developer and see 60% right. of homes, 62% of homes 
are purchased by married couples. So if you're right. not going to be a part of that group, you're going to lag behind. So Secondly, the competition about- in the labor market with black men, this is the lifestyle that they have. They are right. tending to marry their women. They are tending to purchase homes and develop their wealth. And this is how other men coming here are exceeding what black men are doing. The lack of so, desire okay. for promotions, if you just want to cool it, work 40 hours a week, is not the way to excel in corporate America and your own businesses. So having a teammate who's 110% with you to succeed, to get your, uh, to advance yourself in but not the only economy. That, let me, let me, let me go ahead, finish go ahead, my thought, please. So it's not only that, because when you also look at that, when you're looking at cash flow, right, the average American holds about five to $10,000 in debt, right? So when we're looking at numbers, we're not getting the full context of the numbers, right? And I, I want to end with this. When we're talking about marriage, it is I, I 100% believe in marriage, and I believe in traditional gender roles. A 25-year-old man is going to find it more difficult to manage a household than when he's 35, right? 25-year-old man is going to find it much more difficult to manage a home with a 25 or 24-year-old woman than a 35-year-old man with a 24, 25-year-old woman. Secondly, when we talk about household contributions, when you're having children, actually men put in more work because men go to work, men come home, they take out the trash, they cut the lawn, they fix, they fix whatever's broken. What? And then on top of that, let me finish, let me finish, and then you can bite my head off later. And more important than that, men uh check the child's homework, inspect homework and expense oh test grades. Right. Men are much more traditional fathers are much more uh, in line of what the child's production is in school. For example, my father. Right. My father, regardless of what I scored on the test, we reviewed it, checked homework, inspect homework every night. We come home, do our homework, set the table, wash dishes, homework inspection time. Men do this. Men contribute a lot, especially when the kids are are um, thirteen and older, right? When it comes to school and things like that. You and know what? Can- I have to give you pushback because that is completely false. And even if you say when they're thirteen or older, okay, so that's for five years until they leave the home. But men are not like literally the task. That, and I and I'm not knocking what men contribute because everything that you highlighted, my fiance does. He does mow the right. lawn. He fixes something when it's broken. It's a cost savings to us because we would have to be paying a repair person. But the daily tasks that I do in the home, and just imagine if we had children, you're doing laundry daily because kids go through so many clothes. You're cooking every day. You're doing the grocery shopping. You're bathing the children. You're like, come on, but, but, don't but, try to say that but, men but, do more but, than women. But when you when you're when you're going shopping, who's putting the grocery ways? He is. Who's picking up the bags? What are you talking about? He's yeah. gonna get the groceries from the car and exactly. bring them in and yeah. set them down on the counter, and you are gonna exactly. sit there putting them up for about 20, 30 minutes. Exactly. What are you talking about? Right. You know why? Because you know why? You know why? You you know why you um you you know why he puts it on the table? Because you because like my wife, you bitch and moan because we put it in the wrong spot. True. That's why we put it. On the True. Table. All right. So let's keep it a buck. Yeah, but you're. this is the thing. Nobody's trying to minimize men's roles 
but also don't minimize women's roles, especially I'm, if she I'm, is I'm a woman worth her soul. I'm not minimizing, but but if we if yeah, we that's exactly what you're doing. Daily tasks. If we calculate the hour of daily tasks, especially when you have children, men contribute more into the home. You do rope. What you do rope work. So you cook. You clean. You wash. He takes out trash. So, okay. And, do you and 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 monitor the children's homework? And so, tasks. do you think? Do you think the woman should contribute more to the household than the man? No, no, no. It's, it, that, that works. It's not that system work. It's not broken. It okay. Works. So, if that system works, then why do you sound like? Um, you're trying to make that into like a complaint versus something that how no, no, a no. household when, is when supposed I, to work. When, what I'm what I'm saying is is that we I'm just saying that we need to give the full picture. My my issue was not giving the full picture. I think right? that but, concrete and I definitely highlighted the full picture, especially if you have a woman that's working outside of the home as well. Right. A lot of right. guys talk from the standpoint of the woman not doing anything, or oh, that's and, and 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 this is the thing that um kind of annoyed me when I saw Shaka's comment talking about basically for the man to be a workhorse yeah the man may be more productive in a marriage that does not negate the fact that women are also productive within a marriage that i don't get to blow my whole well, check because i'm cute ladies, i have to contribute to my household ladies i want to know if but, there are statistics that highlight how much more a woman is driven when but, she's in a marriage because i but, have but, absolutely but, been more driven in yeah. my relationship but, but of ladies, course, every, again, everyone, everyone is a, everyone is a bit more driven because you have to take care of other people. So we both mm -hmm. are. I'm not complaining about that. What what I'm just simply saying is that we need to give the whole picture. So, for example, you can't say like married men make more money than single men because that's just not true. You it can't is say true. that. I apologize. Don't mean to interrupt you on it. It is no, no, because it's, it's, it's the it's evidence because, is because there. You're, 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 you're secondly, let, let me make ownership. this comment as well. Let me let me make this comment as well. When you are married men not only make more money on that you can reach your financial goals when you're married with a working wife in half the time that's not you can pay off your mortgage earlier you can have a, a longer a stronger retirement savings all of that's, that and they're doing that's these true. things the, uh, there was a brother that came on dr dunbar's um show a few a week or two ago and talked about how you don't even have that option to save the way you can as a single person, then you could save as a married person. So you that's, can save more, you have a higher, that's very true, that's very true. The facts okay, are well, right me, before you, the facts are right before you, when you look at the Institute of Family Study, black men make it in America, making it in America, the strongest factor at 70% that, that gets black men into the middle class and keeps them into the middle class is marriage. It beats the other fact. Most all of the other factors are in the fifty percentile. But so these so are some things that if I, if I can, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be in and out. I'm gonna be in and out. I'm gonna be in and out. Once again, I think that we're angling this at men wrong. Men, we already know black men marry more than black women do. Even though we're two million person, we're two million people less. We still have hundreds of thousands of more marriages. So once again, I, I like I understand the the focus of the show, but it's really not black men that are shunning marriage by numbers it's not us that have a problem with marriage so i'll pause right no, there but the, the problem the problem right there is that when we talk about marriage makes more you be they're equating marriage with two incomes 
excluding is excluding educational debt and excluding home ownership debt and excluding inflation. So without being long drawn winded, what they're saying is just that because you own a home, because there's new people, now you have more money because you're looking at the equity in your home, right? But you're not ca calculating the debt that incurs from the home. And this is why, this is why if we look at the true numbers and true asset debt to ratio, single people make single people make more money or on not par. True. You're not true. You're is. not calculating. Let me, let me show this. You're not calculating the lack of asset development of single people. A married man will it's have three asset times the assets. To, when they pay off that home, that'll be an asset. Those 401ks are that's assets. Uh, investment is you're saying that's not an asset. Higher. Even with inflation, most uh, some people's homes have doubled in value. So, 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 yeah, well, so um, him, okay, right? I want to jump in after him. So, I want to say that, well, anyway, it, it's, it's just you can calculate. I don't want to go long on drawn with it, right? If you look at inflation and you look at the time it pay, takes off to pay, it, it's, it's just not. And then, if you compare that to a man who stays, who stayed single for the 30 years, right? His asset and debt ratio, I mean, it's, it, it's just how it is. So, all I'm saying is that, like, we need to paint the paint the true picture because rushing into marriage is a serious thing and lastly i want to say this i i would be considered a high value man and my wife works i insist that she works because god forbid we end up divorced that i'm on the line for her well-being for the time we have been married she i make sure that she has her own income and i have money i i have money i have businesses right but i still make sure that she has income coming in just in case something goes ways to go left that i'm not on the hook for uh, earnings that that have been lost so so for me we're talking about well i don't want her to work in this climate you are cat shit crazy you are cat shit crazy because you absolutely especially when we look at the divorce rates i don't care how much money you're making you need to make sure she works because otherwise you're going to be on the hook for that and six figures is not enough Okay. Thank you. Danny, did you want to finish playing the rest of I the did. Video? I'm going to read the super chats first and then I am going to finish playing the clip. Um, shout out to Dorian. He says, shaking my head, these helmets on the panel don't realize they're being trolled, shaking my head. Well, damn. Um, shout out to MGTOW Universe. He says, for those that want to be married, and I certainly do, SYSBM just makes mathematically more sense. Um, it makes more sense if you're actually able to live in that country. And I can. Yeah, Eight if you're able to live in that country. Say again. 18 years living in Shanghai, 16 years abroad. Yeah, that's oh, you. Amen. That is you. But that's not going to be um, most American right. black men that aren't married. That's not going to be the case. And you know that. Those, those black men are going to go to Dominican Republic. But, that, but oh. you know what? I feel like a lot of times y'all make a lot of disingenuous arguments about SYSBM when you know that everybody's not going to be able to do that. The majority of men aren't going to be able to do that. Not even one fourth of men will be able to do that. If it's a very small them, percentage. And, and wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm not saying that that's not a great option. It's 
if you could do that, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I'm not mad at that, but let's not act like the majority of black men have those options when you know that's not the case. The, the majority, the majority, the majority of black men will not marry because black women have priced themselves out the game Thank and you. more and more women are pricing themselves out the game. That's, that's what's really, that's the price. It's really not men. I keep on stressing this. Women are pricing themselves out the game and then being miserable that they, and we say standards that their delusions are to the sky. That's what's happening. That's what's out. Your delusions are to the sky. Like I said before, you don't want the camera, even though it's reliable. That motherfucker is going to take you another 30 years. You'll be able to hand it down to your goddamn grandkids. You don't want that. You want the bins that when it break, that's just going to cost an arm and a leg to fix. That's, that's the modern woman, and y'all gonna have to reconcile with those women. That's it. And I just want to say something real quick. It is it is cheaper to live abroad than in America because exactly most sure. have a working wage. Most of most countries abroad have a working wage, meaning that one job can cover all your daily needs and expenses. In America, it cannot. Most people are one point five to two jobs because you. America has a lower working wage. It is not expensive to live abroad, and this is from a person you who has been that. living abroad. Wait, 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 wait. Let me, let me, you let me just correct that. Hold on, hold you one can second. Move to Mexico and live no, for half the price yeah, of what, what you wait, need. Wait, hold on. Can I, can I correct that? Keep in mind, no, no, no. You have to have a job getting an American wage when mm, you go to the other right. country, because if you were working, if you were working in that country you'd only be getting enough money to live below the fucking poverty line there. Um, good evening, Sister George and Concrete Rose. I wish y'all could be here. Hey, right I now. wish I could be in, in this, the Maldives too. I, I'm going to get, look, the internet is really bad, so I know I probably have a little lag. I haven't been able to upload videos, but I'll do that when I get home. So I only uploaded a little things to my Instagram. So let me just say this real quick. As far as this marriage thing, I we, we just had a servant a little while ago, and this guy was from Bangladesh. And this guy, I, and I, I, I talked to him, and he was telling me about how much money he makes and this, that, and other. This dude makes $5,000 a year. He's married. He's got one kid. His wife is a stay-at-home woman, basically, taking care of that kid, waiting for that money to come back. He hasn't seen his wife in four years. And that's just what he's dealing with, right? Now, the thing about it is somebody just mentioned a minute ago about inflation and costs going up and this, that, and other. The thing about it is there's these other cultures out here and all of that stuff means nothing to them. What it means is that they just have to work harder and it means that they have to save harder. The issue ultimately is the women are not working along with the men and they think that they can do it better or I can do bad all by myself or whatever it is. And if the women are not going to work under the man's plan or vice versa, then you're just going to end up basically pricing yourself out the market. You're having no family. Now, somebody just said something like about housing. Oh, hold on. Somebody just said something about house prices going up in in certain areas. Yeah. yeah first of all, your house. First of all, your house price. Your house is basically a forced savings account. You can't take that money out unless you're doing one of those home equity lines of credit. At which point, now you're even deeper into credit card debt. So you're going to be upside wait, down. Me, hold on, hold on, guys, guys. Let me let me get this. You can your home. Well, let me let me explain to you how this system is supposed to work. The way it's supposed to work is you're supposed to get married in your twenties. You're supposed to live together, work together in your house, paying off your house, and you're supposed to stay married. And by the time you're fifty or sixty, you're retiring out of those jobs. Your home is no longer a debt; it's now an asset. 
And that means that you can downsize and you can go someplace cheaper to live and you can sell that house, you get another house. That obviously we all know that's not how things are working. Women are waiting later in life to have uh, families. Men are being forced because of that, the women, to wait longer in life to start their families. So the reason why you're so deep in debt is because you've completely thrown off the time cycle of this system. Now, the last thing I'm gonna say, I got a friend, she is a coworker. She just bought herself a house. She makes about $100,000, black female. And she bought a house for about $600,000 because right now the average starter house here in New York, well, I'm saying here in New York City, I'm in Maldives, but right if I go back home, the average <laughs> starter house is about $500,000 to $600,000, right? This girl bought this house and she didn't even listen to me because I was trying to explain to her certain things, but she just went ahead and did it, right? So I was like, listen, it's your money. You can do whatever you want. I'm not, you know, it's not me who has to deal with it. It's you. So anyway, she calls me back up. She needed a person to help her do her taxes. So I gave her my CPA. Don't you know, CPA goes through all her stuff, does her taxes. Not only, she had to rent out her top floor of her house to a family in order to make ends meet because her mortgage is like $3,500 a month, right? So here they're paying like 29 or 28 and she's paying like the rest, right? She ended up getting taxed so hard that she ended up not only paying uh, the tax on the income for the rental, but on top of that, she ended up uh, having to pay uh, for the money that she took out from her pension just to be able to afford the house because she's like 35, not married, no children, right? I showed, uh, there's, there's stats that show most of the houses right now are being bought by single women, not even men. It's single women by the house. Yeah, she yeah, ended yeah. up, She and I, I can pull the article too, she ended up owing over $10,000 in back tax in just one year based on the penalty and her, her uh, income. And I just told her, I was like, listen, well, there's nothing you can do except pay. I mean, you could, you could try to defer it, but she's still going to pay it, but you're going to pay a penalty. So she had to clean out her savings just to buy this house that she really can't afford to live in. And I told her, the best thing you could do is raise the rent on these people to $3,000 a month. And of course, as Ooh. a woman, she's a little skinny. So she's going to have to go from like 27 or 28 to 3,000. And she's like a little worried about doing that. But I'm like, listen, you have no choice. You have to do it. You have no other money coming in. That is the situation that more and more black women are facing. They are buying houses late in mm -hmm. life, they have one income, busted their ass, can't afford them, can't afford the taxes. And then on top of that, if they've made the mistake, now fortunately for this girl, she doesn't have children. But if they've made the mistake and gone out and had children and not married the dude or had children with some dude she has no idea who it is, well, then now she's on welfare and she damn sure ain't in that house. She's going to be on Section 8. And that's that's... Right. If y'all want to mess with this system, you if y'all want to learn the system, you better learn it from the Jews and the Asians. Because if y'all want to mess with the way this system is set up, you're going to lose. And it's just that simple. A majority, the, the, the majority of people are upside down in their homes. Majority. White, regardless me, of race. Wait, let the, me... The um, quick numbers... Oh, oh, okay. Well, I wanted to continue playing the video because it's not long. Okay. It's about two, two and a half minutes. Okay. Okay. You can read more about this in my study, For Richer, For Poorer, How Family Structures Economic Success in America. Why is there such a substantial marriage premium? 
There are at least four important reasons. One, after marrying, men assume a new identity. Marriage is one of the last rites of passage into manhood remaining in our society, argues sociologist Stephen Nock. He found that marriage engenders an ethic of responsibility among men, as well as a newfound sense of meaning and status in the world. Two, married men are motivated to maximize their income. This means having a different attitude toward their job. They work more hours and make better work choices. Studies find that men increase their work hours after marrying and reduce their hours after divorcing. Sociologist Elizabeth Gorman concludes that married men are more likely to value higher paying jobs than their single peers. Three, there is evidence that employers prefer and promote men who are married. Married men are often seen as more responsible and dedicated workers and are rewarded with more opportunities to advance. Fourth and finally, married men benefit from the advice and encouragement of their wives who have an obvious interest in their success. There is no better motivator than your spouse. The tragedy is that despite all the good news we keep learning about the benefits of marriage, the institution is in retreat. In 1960, 72% of all adults ages 18 and older were married. Today, it's 49%. In 1960, the average age at which men married was 23. Today, it's 29. The consequences of this are negative across the income spectrum, but they are especially so for those in the lower and middle classes. Marriage is a clear path to a better life. It always has been. And now we have plenty of data to confirm it. But if you still don't believe me, just ask Doug Talby and millions like him. I'm Brad Wilcox, Associate Professor of Sociology at the University of Virginia for Prager University. Okay, before, this, this, these are the numbers from American Enterprise Institute. I got them memorized because I say them all the time. 26% of poor Americans are married, 39% of middle class, 56% of upper middle class and above. And that was as of 2017. Mm -hmm. So like, here's the thing. The question is what comes first, the chicken or the egg, right? So is it that the upper class people are in their position because they got married or is it that they got married because that's a status symbol now? And I would argue that we've turned marriage into a status symbol now. So once again, it, it ties into what I was saying about it being at the finish line. If your family got money and you stable and your girl's stable, right? And y'all, when I say stable, I really mean a little bit more stable, upper middle class, then you can afford to get married at 25 years old, right? Because you have your whole entire family and your familial situation backing you up on that, right? So if, 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 no, if that's not the situation we're living in anymore, then of course, poorer people are gonna get married less. I don't think it's a lack of value in marriage. I think it's that we pr we changed the way people got, get married. We told our daughters, don't get married to no regular dude, or you know, don't, 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 don't risk it. I think you're dealing with a couple of generations of risk adverse people, especially when they saw their parents get divorced and whatnot. So now people are waiting until they financially stable. The problem is they never get financially stable. And they're not trying to get married, which also adds on to that. Go ahead, go ahead. Mr. Z, yeah, you laid out a really good point. The fact that, mm -hmm. um, you know, that people are risk adverse and they do. Mm -hmm. That's one of the reasons that they're steering clear of it. But at mm -hmm. the same time, it made me think about something that was mentioned earlier as it relates to black women wanting someone that is already has it all together. I think that black women don't like literally, you know, want to 
they've seen other black women or seen examples of other black women having to struggle. They are looking to be quote unquote saved. You want someone who has already attained success. You don't want to marry someone who you feel is, you know, has meager earnings. They're only doing as good as you are because you have this desire. You, you want to ensure that not only do you not have to struggle, but that your children don't have to struggle. And you see someone who mays, makes an income that is similar to yours as still struggling, not thinking about or assessing the entire issue and thinking about the fact that if you combine your incomes that you have twice the income, um, you're looking at that as that's still a struggling income. And I don't want to bear children in a relationship where we're struggling to make ends meet. And this so I wanna, video was I wanna, a- I wanna say go this ahead, real, quick, real quick. So I think it was either on uh, BGS channel or, or the, uh, I forgot his name, a guy PhD channel. And there's a black sociologist that talks about how economics uh, directly affects the, the mating strategy. So like when it was, uh, when we're in a farming, you had the extended family. Mm -hmm. The industrial revolution, you had the nuclear mm -hmm. family. Now with the gig economy and AI, you have the individuals, right? So yep. I think that that dictates a bit more about why we're at a 65-year all-time low when it comes to marriage. Yep. Secondly, that guy is from UVA. UVA is a shit school. It's not even top 25. So we should discard <laughs> everything. You ain't shit. You ain't shit. is a shit school. And that's all I want to say. But he was, to me, it was a bit disingenuous because notice he gave us the age for 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 what right. what is it the women now women are, are getting married around 28 years old right that's their first yeah. time marriage is around 28 and men's is around 30 right and that age is going up teeny bit by teeny bit it's going up a couple months every year it's going up a couple months because the i i keep on coming back to the same thing which is we're we're telling people to be to be stable but they're they're not registering it as stable they're registering it as a little bit above stable before you get married we're telling them that's and he's, he's right about the adulthood thing, but it's taking longer to air quotes adult in this society, right? So if it's taking longer- Stable is changing every year. Like stable you. last exactly. year, you know, pre-pandemic is not what stable would be considered. Exactly. <laughs> right, Shit. but see, and I see this, is, this is where he's being disingenuous, right? Because he's talking about employers want to hire married men. That is 100% correct. That is absolutely correct. But the economy never really recovered after 2008. Right? So, so men cannot get the same type of stable jobs pre-2008. And people who graduated from college around the 2008 mark still have college debt, right? We're not being honest about the recovery. The middle class never recovered from 2008. And because they never middle recovered, they're not going to get married. That's why so many kids 30 and under are living with their parents because they Facts. cannot recover from the 2008 crisis because economics directly directly affects a, a person's decision for marriage. And uh, let me just say one so, something really, really quickly. Um, Kevin Samuel said that marriage was slowly becoming an elitist institution. And he was but saying I said that because- that. Exactly, exactly. And, yeah, it, it, and I, I, I was building off of what you said because mm -hmm. ultimately um, dating is expensive and marriage is obviously going to be expensive too. So the problem is now um, only people who can afford the um, to, to go through all of the trials and stuff of marriage, only those people end up getting married and staying married and building their families. So ultimately, that's as, a, as an elitist, as an institution as you can get, 
and mm-hmm. it, it, it's kind of like it's kind of like right now the left is trying to go after capital gains. You know how rich people mm-hmm. have capital gains and they're not making their money off of income. Yep. Right? So basically, all of this stuff that you've got built up, mm-hmm. it, it's like they're trying to go after that right now. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's what's really happening with marriage. It's like the institution, the one institution that kept mm-hmm. black people moving forward all this time is at a na- nationwide being torn down. This is not racism doing this. Yeah. This is really feminism doing this. This is not racism. But it, it's tearing down the one institution that black people had that, number one, kept them together, and number two, kept their families moving forward, and number three, built strong black communities that were able to withstand a lot of the racist incursions. And, you know, I want to congratulate the ladies on saying both of y'all have had, you know, or are talking about having humble weddings and whatnot. But these other sisters ain't trying to hear that. Right. right. So the, the, the average wedding in America is like thirty three thousand dollars. Thirty three. That's a Camry. That's a really nice. Camry. Is that, has that right? changed like, the pandemic, though? Because a no, lot of that's that's I'm going to tell you right now. That is as of. 20 2020 september 2nd um and i checked it I, you can ask um, um we ain't signing i i talk about that all the time so that number is floating between 25 to 35 either way you you still coming out the pocket a nice car a nice a nicer Can used car and a, a, you see what i'm saying right so anywhere between 25 and that that's we didn't even talk about the ring average wedding ring is about anywhere between six grand to 6500 i mean 6500 dollars that we just that's the wedding in the ring we already out the pocket with 40 grand that's 40 grand right so like that when we talk about because you got to remember too like and i'll i'll give the ladies this this is something that all of y'all been pumped in your head with on this princess shit since the day y'all was born so every every woman want to experience this one day when they're the queen of the universe right and that 40 grand y'all eat that just to be the queen of the universe for not even a full day for like how many hours is the wedding and the reception? You know so what I'm saying? You're so you're starting like, off your relation, your marriage with a whole lot of debt, unnecessary debt. Exactly. And and for a lot of women, what I would argue is if they can't have, they don't even want the marriage if they can't have that day. They don't want the marriage if they can't, if they do have that day. Well, that part too. You're right. You're right. You're right. I didn't want to go there. You're right. You're right. <laughs> this is where men fuck up because if she doesn't have a father to to pay for the wedding. Oh, yep, that say shit. that. Don't do that shit. That's what men, that's that's our fault. If a man goes into debt for over the wedding, that's our fault because you married a woman who don't have a father. That's on you. Man, <laughs> man, say that. mathematically speaking, between the fat women and the single moms and the women without fathers, how many what percentage of black women are left in America? <laughs> oh, wow. This ain't shit. This ain't shit. Y'all want to say it's more than 10%? You don't have to say it like that, though. And and single mothers make good wives. <laughs> I agree. I agree. We do, don't we? Concrete shit. Look, I, like I'm gonna tell you this. Like all this rhetoric about you don't care about a woman's money. That is bullshit. You don't want to marry a poor woman. You want to marry a exactly woman financially stable. Like my wife, her she comes from family money. I made sure of that shit. Because I am not upgrading nobody. Don't do that shit. Don't do Get that a woman shit. with Make a good education that, that cares about her great 401k. Great family background. That's right. You know, second or third generational upper middle class or middle class. Men, it's time for y'all to marry up. That's right. Bag, right. 
fuck all this. Why are you telling men to be hypergamous? They should have been hypergamous. I I think it's crazy as hell to me. And I'm going to say this is one of the dumbest messages from from the space. Well, we ain't worried about no women's education. Yeah, that's some bullshit. That is that's the stupidest bullshit. shit I've ever heard of. You I, should damn sure be concerned about her education, how well she yeah. manages money, and yeah, and how she George, pays her not, bills, how much debt she's in. Facts. All that shit Sister should George, count. You're not you're not taking into oh, account. Oh, what, oh, hold on, this Sister George. Hold on, you're not taking into account. No, I gotta answer. Let her finish. I started talking first. All my Ivy League friends, except for one, all married Ivy League. Uh, all my Ivy League friends, except for one, all married girls from Ivy League schools. You see what I'm saying? Wait a minute. Now let Big Truck get in because he was trying to talk for thirty minutes, and y'all just. I was I was replying to what you just said. The issue is you're not taking into account what that education costs. What that education costs is a considerable amount of time, and it leaves the woman in a considerable amount of debt. So it's easy to just say, "Oh yeah, um, the guys should be hypergamous and date up." But what you're saying is you're going to end up getting an older woman for one who may or may not even be able to be there for you as a wife because she's got some kind of career that keeps her outside of the house for most of the day. You don't think that making $100,000 means that you're just working two or three hours a day, right? Listen, 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 listen. And I know a lot of women aren't probably going to be in my financial situation. Um, One of the main things for me, let me finish. One of the main things for me was getting out of debt uh, prior to me and Curlin being married. Um, I wasn't all the way out of debt, but I paid off like my student loans um, probably within the first three months of us being married. I'm debt free. Um, And I don't have like an education education. I went to college and I took out student loans, but I'm not even fully educated, but I do make a decent amount of money. When you pull those monies in together, that does a lot significantly for a marriage, for a relationship. It does a lot. It helps out a lot. Um, A lot of men aren't high value men. The majority of men aren't high value men. The majority of men are working middle class or uh, approaching middle class. If you deal with a woman that does not, and I'm not saying go out and get the worst of women. There are women who are not ridiculously in, who have ridiculous amount of debt. There are some women like that who exist. Um, There are women who chose different career paths that may not have cost them a lot. Um, Black women are becoming uh, the people that are starting the most businesses. Um, They're the most, um, they're becoming the most women with, yeah, largest group of entrepreneurs. There you go, girl. I couldn't, I couldn't get it out. And, and Sister George, and Sister George, let me say this: everybody, every woman that has a degree doesn't have student debt. Because I'm gonna tell you, I had scholarships, okay, and then I that also part. worked while while I was in college. So get you a woman that was smart enough to get a scholarship. I grew up in the projects. My parents were not capable of paying for me to go to college. So I had one or two options. Either the white people was going to pay for me to get this education because they believed in me, or I was going to get a job and go part-time. Those were my options. Mm. So every woman that has and a degree and also can I add something as well. a woman that was smart enough to get a scholarship, like, which means your kids are going to be smart too, which means you may not have to come out of pocket yeah, to pay for their college as down. well. See, if you, 
Wait, what now? Get At all. You should not marry. You should not marry down. I just want to say this. When I said get educated, I specifically said make sure she comes from a good family background. That yes. is first and foremost, right? First and foremost, make sure she comes from a good family background. And as far as the wedding, her father pays for that shit. And make sure she comes from a middle class or upper middle class family. Because then father? that is minimum. Hysterical. If you don't have no. one, don't date her. Shit. Well, wait, wait, wait. wait. <laughs> so totally the average, to date black one. Wait, wait, wait. So the, okay, the, 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 the average student. The okay, You're okay. wrong. Okay. Let, well, let, let me, me also add something as well on that. Though, I did. If you got somebody go that is smart enough to get a scholarship so that somebody else but so much believes in their intellect that they're willing to fund this because it's going to be helpful to the community. So therefore, they don't feel like they're wasting money by funding your the woman's education. Then not only is she smart and can help your business and she's not going to be making dumbass decisions like buying a Gucci belt instead of, you know, like she'd be willing to forego <laughs> that. And, and put money into the investments and, and a house. And secondly, your kids are also going to be smart, which means you ain't going to have to spend a whole lot of time and labor correcting their behaviors. And you can not only are they going to be interested in school, they're going to be able to excel in it. So that's what I'm yeah, saying. It's, it's the mindset. Okay. Every person and also, can I add a comment just after she's finished? It depends I, I did wanna, on what that I did person wanna, was willing to do and how they got that degree. If they got it because they went into a whole bunch of loans, that well, you know what a loan is? That's you borrowing against money that you don't have right now. That's you feeling like I can have something right now that I don't have to pay for until later, and they just catch me when you can. But if you got somebody that already makes decisions like that, that's way different. So every degree is not created equal. And I'll, I'll, I'm done. And I'd also like to go ahead and add some comments as mm -hmm. well. The University of Virginia is a top 25 university. It was started by Thomas Jefferson, the third U.S. president. In addition, Dr. Bradford uh, Wilcox is one of the top scholars on marriage research. So this anti-education bashing is really bad for black men. We need to really come to the understanding of that. And also the education, if you're not coming from an upper middle class background, it's going to be hard for a person from a poor background, even if it, to, to access that. But if you're coming from similar backgrounds, those are the type of people who marry. And a lot of these women who are uh, nurses, physicians, dentists, occupational therapists, physical therapy, healthcare workers, they have gone either through the military to get that paid for or the National Health Service. So you have a lot of women that don't have that debt and their higher incomes also allow them to service that debt faster. So they're paying off their loans, they're paying off their houses. The only people who are on the outs are the single men that don't have assets as they age. And as they age without assets, inflation will, housing inflation will knock them out. So the, the thing is that we have to really be considerate about the fact that there needs to be uh, uh, some more ambition. Uh, I don't understand how we're going to advocate that men be satisfied with making 42500 throughout their entire problem. lives. That's not good. And they're not compete in, in, in competition. Yeah. They're not competing well with other men who are coming from other parts of the world and they are exceeding those amounts and they are marrying their women. They are close to their family. They are white connected. Women. They, they are still, yeah, see, they're still marrying their women. And this is the reason that their households, because households are looked at more than single people. You're not going to compete 
with a household income as a single person. You're not going to have that same savings. And like if you're talking about high value men, that's going to be 10 to 15 percent, what maximum 20 percent of black men. You're going to agree with that, Z? So they're no, I agree with that. The I agree, that. I agree with that. that they're going to get at that level. So the majority of black men are going to be connected to uh, average black women. They, they will mm-hmm. not have the financial resources to go overseas and do that. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're looking at what's happening in Ukraine now and how Shanghai is under lockdown. A lot of these places, uh, as you said, the gentleman who said that you have to have an American income, you can do you can still do a lot of things in different parts of the South. Uh, you don't have to be in the big, big cities, but it's your skill sets. If you are a plumber, if you're an electrician, if you are a computer scientist, a systems analyst, if you are any highly skilled individual, your overall income and buying power is going to be stronger in the South, particularly in rural areas. And if you are family oriented, you don't have to be in the big city to go to the strip club every weekend. And this the, is actually we also in the move. Midwest as well. There was mm-hmm. just a report that came out showing the most affordable places to live. And I think Ohio mm-hmm. and several other places in the Midwest were the most affordable places in the U.S. to live. So, uh, you know, there are uh, options like you have some options to explore. And you are absolutely right. I mean, uh, I get that people in this space want to push the whole, you know, leave the U.S., but you know, I ain't going nowhere. You know, I'm not pushing that. I actually yeah, wanted to, well, because I, I want to just want to say two, two, two things real quick. Two, two things real quick. One, actually, two thirds of, of debt in the U.S. is held by women. Number one. Number two, the average woman, college-educated woman, is like thirty thousand dollars in debt. Right. So, and 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 what the brother was saying, I understand, but. So we 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 just got to admit that th- we got a systemic problem, and the answer is like some more hyper individuality shit. The people on top, so top twenty, top twenty five percent, y'all gonna get married. Everybody else in the on the bottom, <laughs> have fun, struggle, and um, yeah, die. I guess and thirty thousand so, dollars so is not a bad amount of debt. That can be serviced over like ten or fifteen to years. Not problem. It's really like not, guys. One at a time, please. If you hear somebody come off, they might allow them to finish their comment, and then you could jump in. Okay, so I would like to finish if I may. So first and foremost, uh, when I said UVA ain't shit, I was being a little bit facetious, right? I, I don't. I'm not education. I'm not bashing anyone's education. I believe in education. I went to Wharton, top six. So my comment still kind of stands about UVA, but moving moving on behind that, and I will agree. Like Shanghai, right now we've been on lockdown for thirty days. It's really fucking with my business, but. You do not need to have an American income to live abroad. I did not. When I first came to China, I did not work for a U.S. company. I worked for a local Chinese company. You can work for uh, local companies and they will pay you foreign wages. It's not expensive. It's not arduous. And it's not tedious to get a job abroad. It's actually quite easy, especially. Yeah, but they go into third world countries. But I mean, but 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 that's not true because you can go to developing countries right now with American passport with some work experience, right? China is not a third world country. It's outside, not, it's the second outside country. of Shanghai and the, and the big cities, China is third it's, world. It's, it's, outside of the it's, major it's, cities, it's, China it's, is please, third please world off, with sir. an average income please of five hundred. First tier, second tier, and third tier cities are are just on par as anywhere else in the U.S. China, by GDP or by market size, is the second second largest economy in the world. China, by no stretch of the means, is is a third world country anymore. 
Matter of fact, the, the w, uh, WTO is trying to shift their shift their st uh, standard because of price gouging. But that's neither here nor there. And, and, and secondly, when we're talking about homes and assets, right, I'm just saying give a clear picture. Give a clear picture of what the people are getting into, right? So when we talk about assets, yes, you're right. At the end of the 30 years, potentially, potentially you, a man will walk away with more assets than a single man. That's if he was able to evade refinancing his home. That's if he was able to evade uh, not getting the divorce. Those two things are highly big ifs because majority of people are underwater in their homes, right? So those are very two big ifs. That's all I'm saying. Home I'm buying has been I'm one of the major key contributors to wealth building in this country. Literally, if you look back, what was it, the 1960s, 1970s, when they had, um, when there, there were actually uh, laws enacted to ensure that black people could not qualify for special programs that um, enacted oh, like home buying. Yes, so but those America. homes that were purchased for $20,000, $30,000 are worth right. more than half a million dollars to I'm not, I'm not. Cause my simple question not would you. be this. Okay. My simple question would just be this. Why is why America no longer have wealth or losing wealth? Let me say that. Why is because they're America going deeper and deeper into debt. debt. They're going well, deeper and deeper into debt. You're Thank asking you. the question of why they're losing wealth. I can't answer yes. that, but I can say this. Can. They might be losing wealth, but their wealth is still over 10 times what black Americans have. Their average well, wealth is $174,000. Because that's like comparing the comparing the, the average guy to the worst team in the league. So I mean, my that's, point that's is, ridiculous. by us purchasing homes, you're making it seem like purchasing home is like literally you're accruing all this debt and there's no benefit in it. And I disagree with that. Yeah, well, no, the, first of all, the reason why whites are losing their uh, status, because whites are behind Asians, even in America, technically, when you yes. talk about wealth. But the reason yep. why is because, number one, white America gave all its jobs to Asia, number one. And number two, white people have allowed themselves to spin themselves into a corner. So they've gone deeper and deeper into debt. Now, as far as buying a house, a house, as I said earlier, is basically a forced savings account. Now, when you buy a house, yeah, you're going to be three hundred or four hundred or five hundred thousand in debt. However, if you were able to get that house and you're able to pay off that mortgage, you walk out clean on the opposite side 30, 20 or 10 years from now, whatever it is. So I don't like comparing myself or because I, I honestly I make a lot more money than an average white person, though. So I don't really like comparing myself to white people or or even a, a, what is it called? A middle class family. But the reality is the lack of marriage is killing us. And now they're about to replace us with all these foreigners. They got Ukrainians, Syrians, Afghanis. Mm -hmm. They're going to replace us because they know that those people are going to stick together. Those people are going to have their families. Those people are going to build their wealth. Blacks aren't doing it. Whites aren't doing it. White men are flying over here to get these Asian girls. They're not doing right. it with white women because they don't like them and they don't trust them. And so it's important that you keep that in mind. The average white man is just as pissed off as the average man is a black guy. Say that. That's true. That's true because there's a lot of white guys over here as well. 
like just marrying up white uh, Asian women for sure. And I mean, and and white men are catnip to fucking Asian women. They go crazy over them. So no doubt. I, I, yeah, because white it, women it, price it, themselves out the game too. No, it's the yep. feminism shit. Well, for, dude, I lived in Shanghai, too. I had an apartment at 288 Guoding Road, right down the block from Fudan. I don't know which part of uh, Shanghai you live in. Uh, but that, one that, thing I... I, one I, thing I that's funny, but that's Shuhui. One thing that's... Kill, oh, okay. You live near Sujahui? I, I anyway, no, you anyway. live... Your, your, yours is Shuhui. Yeah, I live in All right, but anyway, yeah. um, one thing I've noticed is this feminism shit is fucking with these these... East Asian women too, Koreans, uh, Japanese, Chinese, they're not getting married at the same rates. They're not having not like enough children to keep themselves up. And 1.4 in women, Japan, 0 0.9 in South Korea. Yeah, it, it's like this feminism shit is a fucking disease and these people who are in the heads of government are too stupid to deal with it. It's like it's gonna ultimately destroy our society entirely. That's true. Can I can I can I chime in here for a quick second? Um, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, uh, thank you, uh, ladies, for having me up here. Piece of the panel. Uh, piece of the chat. Um, I, I just want to read some numbers quickly. Um, that's relating to this. Um, this is an article. Um, that I think that everybody uh, up here and who's listening uh, should uh, take a gander at. It's called um. African-American wealth may fall to zero by 2053 by Charlene yep. Reinhart, R-H-I-N-E-H-A-R-T. Uh, this is an article through Black Enterprise for anybody that wants to know the source. Um, so this is ain't this ain't no white people saying this. So for anybody that tries to make that argument, you know, this is that's false. This is a this is a no, Rayo, you're on point. You're on point. This is a black woman who is making this case. And I want you to really listen to these numbers very closely. Um, she said, according to the Road to Zero Wealth report published by Prosperity Now and the Institute for Policy Studies, the median wealth of Black Americans will fall to zero by 2053 if current trends continue. She said, for decades, we've been told that education is the great equalizer. Unfortunately, more education does not automatically translate into more household wealth in Black communities. Um, it said the latest Federal Reserve Board survey of consumer finances shows that a black person with a bachelor's degree has a median net worth that is only two thirds of the median net worth of a white person with no bachelor's degree. On top of that, student loan debt has delayed the wealth building dreams of many educated African Americans. Mm -hmm. The National Center for Education Statistics noted that an estimated 77% of black students borrow federal student loans to pay for higher education, as opposed to 57.5% of white students, which is still kind of high. Student studies continuously show that black students are more likely to go in debt in order to live the dream of walking across the stage as a college graduate. Go going to college is the first business decision many people will make, says Jeff Wilson. The second author of the lies our parents were sold and told us and principal at the W2 group accounting firm. You don't go to college to build wealth. You go to college for a network so you can generate higher income producing Facts. opportunities. Facts. I'm going to say that one more time. Facts. You don't go to college to build wealth. You go to college for a network so you can generate higher income producing opportunities. 
Kevin Samuels has highlighted on his show multiple times that one of the biggest problems that a lot of black women have on college campuses is that they become so focused on the education, they don't engage in some of the other opportunities, the networking uh, capa uh, building capacities that colleges offer. There are, I remember when I was in college, they had speakers that would come to, the, to my school all the time, talking about a various range of topics. A lot of times you can meet and greet some of these people. I met you know, people like uh, Cornell West and other people of this particular uh, ilk um, going to school. And it allowed you to actually, after these um, engagements where you could talk to people and network with people, they would have people who would speak about business and things like that. Um, I'm gonna get some numbers um, that she talks about as it relates to black women's education. She said, she said, if the economy is growing at 3%, you have to earn 6% to build wealth. Your income has to grow faster than the economy. economy. Unfortunately, if you have massive amounts of student loan debt, your earnings will not grow faster than the debt burden that just kicked in. The statistics are even grimmer for African-American women. Many reports have shed light on the dismal link between education and net worth, while Black women are being applauded for being the most educated demographic in the United States. There is a harsh reality that undermines this acknowledgement. Net worth still remains low. Single black women with a bachelor's degree, ages 20 to 39, have a median net worth of negative $11,000 while the white woman has a net worth range of 3,400 to 7,500. Married black women with bachelor's degrees ages 20 to 39 $20,000 in debt have a median net worth of negative 20 to 20,500 to 7,700 while white women have a net worth range of 18,700 to $97,000 single so it's black women not to marry hold on hold on no nope, that, that's not true cuz I'm not finished single black women the age range really matters. Single black women with a bachelor's degree over 60 have a median net worth of 11,000, while white women have a net worth of $384,400. Married black women with a bachelor's degree over 60 have a median net worth of $424,000 while white women have a net worth of $778,000, which basically those numbers are comparable. Mm. So um, 424,000 to 778,000, those, number those numbers are com com uh, comparable. What was the age range of over 60? That, that was over 60, that was over 60. So women, so basically the women who, who not only got married, but stayed in marriages, their, 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 their median net worth tended to trend upwards at a high level that's interesting so now I, so that so hold on let me finish yeah, um yeah. now she said she said what's the solution she said we have to change the conversation from working harder to working smarter she said the harder you work for someone else the more taxes you are subject to pay which is what big truck was talking about earlier i'm not just talking about income taxes she said there are lifestyle taxes that communities of color disproportionately paid that no one really talks about Facts, the black tax. She said, she said, um, says J.D. Smith, a Chicago-based wealth coach at Wealthy Women Daily. 
We have to be equipped with the knowledge to transform the income we make into wealth we can keep. Your money has to start working for you if you want to build wealth. And this is what the argument, this is what a lot of the men are saying. Many of the women problem is, and I said this, I, I said this in the chat earlier, majority of women post 1960 in black America have been raised to pay bills. They have not been raised to build wealth. It's a mindset shift that must take place. Because if you look before, if you look from 1886 to 1934, 134 Black-owned banks came into existence in the United States. Some of those banks were actually started by Black women. If you look at the National Negro Business League that was started by uh, Booker T. Washington as a networking um, organization for Black businesses, they had Black women that were part of the National Negro Business League as well, who were part of that organization. So it's not like we don't have the history of doing this before. The problem is we got a new drop in our group and it's called feminism and the welfare state that that completely changed the dynamic because now you had a, you had decades of women who chose to get a free check. Which we have seen in 50 years that women who get free checks don't build wealth. we've seen the projects we've seen the results of that. So the mindset has to that mindset has to shift from a working for other people to survive mentality to working together to build wealth together if you want to see marriages work we've seen the, the woman this is a black woman I, I quoted a black woman saying these statistics she showed that if the women are sticking together in the marriages when it comes to the median net worth these women's numbers says a lot of white women want to compare themselves to white women the the, the money numbers are comparable so there's really not really a big difference if the women are sticking to it. The problem is, is that when you had a generation of women, boomers specifically, telling Generation X women and younger to go get a job, to go get a job and don't need, and don't need a man, what they were basically telling them was to be a masculine oriented type of female who even when she meets the type of man that could be a good husband for her, she's more likely to reject him because she doesn't have the, the 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 social skills and was raised properly to accept his leadership when he comes to bring it so they can build that part of them lives it's not complicated we've been doing this stuff for millions of years it's just that this type of mentality was shifted in terms of the welfare state and feminism and that's really the issue yeah. which is what big trucker has been talking about and she sees him, and I just want to add, she sees him as competition a lot of times, especially when black men come and by by status is better than her. She sees him as competition. That's also an issue as well. Let me read these super chats. Um, shout out to Dorian. He says, wait, so we're taking advice from a guy with no degree in Cologne reviews now. Um, thank you so much for that. And shout out to Ed Unchained. He says that black women go to college to be independent, just like their fathers advised them to be. Um, their fathers told them to be um, don't worry about dependent on a man. Um, so I think that's a good point, Ed um mahogany you just got here and we haven't heard from you what are your thoughts on this conversation thank you so much thank you for um having me up here hello to everybody on the panel i've got a few things i've been taking notes i've been listening for a while 
And so I'm just going to hit it. I got about at least five things. So just bear with me. Um, first thing, and it might sound like I'm repeating things that have already been said, but I just want to make my point clear. I agree. Um, I think it was Big Trek that said we need to stop comparing ourselves to white folks. Because once again, white folks, comparing us to white folks is like apples and oranges. They're at a totally um, leaps and bounds advantage to most black folks, men and women, when it comes to income, when it comes to getting loans, all kinds of stuff. So that puts them at an, an unfair advantage that we know does exist. The second thing is um, the loan debt. And I think Big Truck said this too, and I couldn't agree more. And that is not all debt is bad debt. So, but something else that was said that I agree with also mm -hmm. is that um, it, is, it should be a concern what you what you major in in school because that is important i have seen a lot of people go to school for things and they get themselves in debt and come to find out they didn't even need like management of a business you can become ultra entrepreneur without having that type of degree so there's certain things that you can do that you don't even need necessarily to get yourself into all that debt but i do want to say um, all debt is not bad debt. I, my education has paid for itself about five times over. And there's certain jobs, and that's why we have to research and, and let our kids know um, what their options are. And school is a great option if it's going to work its way out and pay for itself. But it's nothing to be afraid of. Buying a home was one of the best things I've ever done. I can borrow it against it. I can start a business with it. There's so many things that I can do. Um, because I have this asset. And so that's that's a positive thing. That's a positive debt. And um, the next thing I want to touch on is um, entrepreneurs. Um, I feel sometimes in this space that we never give credit for Black women for anything. Um, it's, just, it's almost as if she can't win. You have some people saying, um, you know, uh, Black women, all they care about is their education. They want to be praised for it. And then if she's not educated, she's she's a hood chick. She's not worth this, you know. And at the same time, we're saying, okay, look for someone with education. I think an education is always good, no matter the sex. I think it's good to be an educated human being. Um, the next thing is, yeah, when Concrete Rose, I believe she was the one who brought up the fact that Black women um, are the highest right now that are starting businesses. That makes me proud. And if I heard the same statement and it was black men, I'd be proud. I'd be proud of our people when they're doing something that they should be praised for. That's a, that's a wonderful thing. Um, okay. The last thing, or I got a couple more things is tradition. Someone up here was talking about uh, the tradition of fathers paying for the wedding. Well, that's fine. If you want a father to pay for a wedding, um, just make sure that you pay the dowry, make sure that that woman doesn't lift a finger and doesn't have to work. If we're going to go back to traditional ways, it should be all the way around. We're going to be all the way traditional. That means I'm going to be sitting on my ass doing my nails and eating bonbons since we're going to go back to tradition and make that's sure that's never really been a thing. Make sure that you pay my family that dowry, honey, since we're going to go back to tradition. Um, I think, and then I'm going to end it. I'm going to end it very soon. I think that I'm going to be honest with some of the things I've heard. Some of it was very good and some of it was, to be honest, very disturbing um, because if so many people that I know that are in successful relationships, if they had just passed by that person because they didn't have a father or because they didn't have an education or because all these things, I think basically at the end of the day, people let the affairs rule them. 
Um, I had lots of debt. I'm out of debt. I've earned that money, like I said, two, three times back fold. So it would have been easy for my boyfriend to say, you know, I, I want nothing to do with her. Look at how much debt. But he saw something past that. All I'm saying is don't let your fears leave you in a bad position. Because I, I feel like with a lot of these conversations, people are being scared. They're, I'm not sure that we're helping young people. Sometimes I think we're scaring them. Um, and the only way to learn is to live your life. Uh, this is the last one. As far as the feminism thing and, and getting free money, I do agree that um, when people get money, they don't appreciate it. And that's for men and women. Um, but far as women reaching out for money, and I think it was the last gentleman speaking, we always look at the consequence, right? Why did that happen? Why did, and, and let's just face it, Black women weren't the first one to start accepting uh, welfare. It was white women. We all know this. But whenever Black women do something, it's like 10 times fold. It's always horrible when we decide to jump on board and do something. I'm not saying I'm for it. I think if you need support, go ahead and accept the support. And then once you get on your feet, let it go because it does hold you back. N nobody appreciates money until they've worked for it. That's all I got. Thank you. I want to jump in. Thank I want to jump in. Quickly, I mean, we got... appreciate you. Thank you for your commentary. Go ahead, Rayo. I want to jump in right quick because I got to go. Um, um, uh, while we do know from a facts standpoint that white women were the first ones to get welfare, um, we also know that when that was introduced as well, many of the white males who benefited from those white women being on welfare um because i think in a lot of instances a lot of people skip over the fact that white men benefited from white women receiving welfare from the government um also too at that time many of those white males were military men who also received the gi bill as well so they got a chance start in wealth building capacities while there were black men who were denied those opportunities so what we're what we're saying is uh, well, I know what I'm saying. I'll, I'll change that. I know what I'm saying is, is that it's the mindset that is built off of generationally when you're seeing women get a check for quote unquote free and nothing is free in the world. Let's just make that clear. Nothing is free. If you're getting something quote unquote free from the government, it's a cost attached to it. And that might mean the structure of your family. So when you have three generations in your family of women who are going down the road of single motherhood specifically because they like to get free things, then that means you have a mindset that has settled in generationally, what they call, talk about generational curses, that has settled in into your family dynamics that prevents you from a mind state perspective from coming together when men are in the society available to build with you. I say this all the time. Before welfare came on the scene, how were black women surviving? They were surviving because there were black men out there that was willing to go work hard and do what was necessary. Like my great grandfather, who had a sixth grade education, taught himself carpentry, had a contract with the US Navy and built three houses for my great grandmother that she lived in where she didn't have to work for anybody else. He specifically did not want her 
want her to work for anybody else because he didn't want white men coming on to her sexually because he said that if they did that, he would have killed them. So these types of men existed way before free checks started flying. And I even knew a dude who said years ago, his grandmother, he asked his grandmother that when welfare start first came towards uh, black females, he said, did she use it? And she said, no. And he asked her why. And he said his own grandmother, a black female said, she knew that if black women started accepting welfare, she said she knew it would turn them, make them lazy. So what she was saying was before there was no concept of the women in terms of our group being lazy because the women didn't have to work. And if you look at how things were being built, we had a Rosewoods, we had our Sweet Auburns, we had our uh, Black Wall Streets. And if we would have stayed on the traje trajectory of building in that capacity, Mexicans wouldn't be able to pass us in terms of median net worth because basically what they have done is basically followed the blueprint of people like Booker T. Washington laid forth years ago and they follow and they have followed that to the t whereas it was many of the blue collar black men specifically like my great grandfather when when booker t washington built tuskegee he built a blue collar technical trade school for black men specifically because the times demanded that black men needed those specific skills so it's not like black men had not been building it's just that culturally a separation took place between black men and black women in terms of what direction did the black family need to go in. And that's where we are right now. That schism, that break has not been molded back together. And that's why we're having these conversations because we see that the, the, the break that took place, it didn't work. And that's, what we, that's, that, that's why we're having these type of conversations so people can understand that we've already done this before. We just need to get back to the basics like we used to be on. And I'll leave it there. Thanks for having me up. Thank you so much, Rayel. Um, really, really appreciate your perspective. And hopefully you'll join us again. Absolutely. Definitely appreciated it. I do want to say just really quickly, I disagree with the notion that Black women have ever been lazy. Um, I think that that is a white supremacist talking point. Black women have always had to work. I've known Black women who have received welfare, but they've always done something in addition to that. Um, so I, I just disagree with the notion that Black women are lazy. And um, I don't know if I, I could have misconstrued what he said, but especially, you know, um, uh, the mindset that Mexicans are so much more hardworking than than black women. But um, definitely some very solid points. And thank you for joining us. Yes. Uh, shout out to Mahogany Roots and MJ. Um, she says great discussion. Thank you so much, Mahogany, for um, dialoguing with us and, and bringing your own points. We definitely appreciate that. And thank you for the super chat. Um, well, we're going to start the process of shutting this down. Concrete is about to burn her potato salad. Listen, so, I'm trying to tell you, I'm trying to mix it as we speak. <laughs> Make sure you put raisins in it. You know, that's what y'all like. Um, listen, that's, that, that is the type of potato salad that y'all like, but I assure you, my potato salad will not have no raisins. Um, big, tr <laughs> big truck, what are your final thoughts? Okay, well, thanks a lot, ladies. As soon as I saw the topic, I knew I was going to stay up much later than everybody else. I'm still suffering from jet lag, 
it's got me sleeping like really, really late into the morning and everything because we still got the jet lag. Baby, you on vacation. But, Get your rest. Tell them to let yeah, them bother yeah. you. Yeah, but as soon as I saw the topic, I was like, uh-oh, I got to stay up for this. I don't like right now it's 12, 13 a.m. here. And mm. uh, for you, I, I don't know what time it is. Where are you? But I'm in Maldives. Uh, I'm whole okay. Mali Maldives. Okay. But um, by, the one thing, you know, just, just building off what you kind of just said, because you know me, I, I'm pretty consistent about my attacks on feminism and the welfare state. But you got to understand, just because, like, when I bring up welfare and talk, and somebody brings up welfare and they talk about how, how it's damaged the black community, there's no point in deflecting it to whites. And the reason why is because it's doing the exact same thing to them, too. In Economics 101, they teach us that whatever the government pays for, it's going to get. The government has subsidized our basically our downfall and our collapse. It's basically subsidizing that. And I know white people do their welfare, but they do it differently. They get that money and they use it a different way. But for us, it's had a, a, a ridiculously profound effect on us because the women basically are using it as a way to avoid men and to avoid being subservient to their men. White women are doing it too. And they're using that 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 state of welfare. They're using it to avoid being with men. Understand something: feminism wouldn't work without the welfare state. You can go to certain matriarchies in the world, even the Philippines. That it's a matriarchy, and it doesn't work because they don't have a welfare state. They don't have enough money coming in for these women to really tip out on the man and do whatever they want to do. So it's not just the feminism; it's really the combination of those two that's really breaking us down. But all I'm saying is, I agree with your topic. I think that uh, marriage is uh, is is detrimental. The lack of marriage is detrimental to the fact that we can't start families early, and later in life we're saddled with debt, and we basically have no plan. And that's the reason why you guys really, you know, I, I was going to say something when y'all, you know, y'all attacking SYSBM and Passport Bros. Because the reality is these guys have come to the conclusion, the logical conclusion, that they can't build with women who are right in America. And they've decided to go get women, just like these Mexican women, Jamilas and this, that, and other, who do what their men say. It's not about marrying it down. It's just about marrying somebody who's not fighting you and challenging you. And that's what it really comes down to. So I'm going to let you all go. We'll wake up in the morning while y'all are asleep and everything. I'm jump back in that. Uh, the water is 90 degrees, and we've got like nurse sharks and shit swimming next to. Why are you trying to make everybody Man, jealous? I'm just starfish. Man, I'm trying to make yeah, everybody know. jealous. Don't worry, I'm gonna be waiting for I you in the bushes when you get home. Starfish, that's that's I'm all. Rob your ass. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah, talking yeah. about his good vacation. I know, right. Oh. <laughs> okay, so y'all get y'all have a good night's sleep and all that. I don't even know what time it is for y'all, but y'all have a good night's sleep and everything. Uh, here is three a.m. Oh, three a.m. Okay, he's in Shanghai. It's three sixteen p.m. here in the states. Oh. Oh, so oh, then you're okay. east coast on the east coast. We're Twelve hours apart. Yeah, you're east coast. It's three three sixteen a.m. Yep. All right. Well, well y'all have a good you, night, big truck. Okay. And enjoy. Right, bro, bro. Later. Um, 
we ain't signing shit. Can I, can, I go, can, I go, can I go a little last, please? Or close no, to last? you can't go last, but I'll make it, you know, try to make you close to last, but you can't go last. Okay. Okay. Um, Mr. Z, what are your final thoughts? You know, thank you for having me up, ladies. Um, once again, great topic. Um, I stress that this conversation needs to be more directed towards the women than the men. Just about all our numbers say that we're the ones that actually want to get married. I mean, BGS po posted the video of the sisters talking in the early 80s, I want to say, mid-80s, early 80s. And they straight up said, like, I don't want to get married. And the, <laughs> and the interviewer was like, well, you have kids already. And she was like, yeah, but I, I, yeah, I just don't want to get married. And like it was like five or six women and they all saying the same thing right black women so like we the the beauty of the internet this is why i love the internet there's no more white filter right we're not on oprah anymore we're not on these these major you know conglomerate stations that they could they could edit out the time when the sister actually go crazy on the show and all these women are just straight up telling you now yeah i just don't want to get married we have put their backs to the wall to the point where they're just straight up coming out and saying it like yeah, I just, I just don't. The only way I want to get married to him is if he's a super baller and I can use him, right? So, I mean, all the numbers show that it's not really men. Now, I do think there's a backlash that that's what y'all are speaking about, where men are like, fine, then I don't want to get married either. But I think that's something that women initiated because they didn't want the role of wife. Like we were saying earlier, they wanted the wedding, but not the actual marriage, right? So, Everything from the economically unattractive men are leading to a downturn in marriage, even though men make more than women on average, right? Um, to to who's getting married in the first place? Once again, 26% of poor Americans, 39% of middle class, 56% of upper middle class and above. Um, I mean, you look at the divorce rate, one of the number one reasons for divorce, if not the number one reason, is money related, right? So like finance related, once again, women file for like 80% of divorces. So like all of this is money related. And what essentially women are saying is like, if you can't buy or rent me, then I don't want to get married to you. If I get married to you and you don't make enough, then I'm going to divorce you. <laughs> like whatever few pennies you have, I'm going to try to take that shit too, right? <laughs> just to just to, pit, to take what I thought you should have been making in the first place. So it, you know, great topic. Once again, I'll end it with that, you know, and I'll, I'll talk to you ladies later. All right. Well, thank you so much, Mr. Z, for joining us. Um, you always bring a good element to our discussion. So thank you so much for coming up and joining us today. All right. Um, MGTOW Universe, what are your final thoughts? Um, ever since the, uh, I guess, the creation of, uh, well, um, the men's rights activists, it wasn't created in the mid-2000s, but when it really started to take off, um, it's been primarily to tackle this issue here with uh, why marriage is failing and why uh, men keep, keep getting screwed over, which of course created the, uh, which created MGTOWs and from MGTOWs and MRAs, you have pretty much, every, well, PUAs as well, uh, before MRAs, but this issue um we we as in america don't have an answer to it um at least not one that satisfies men um as far as black men go uh well first of all um when women when i hear women talk about when when, when y'all talk about this issue um y'all always talk about it in the terms of having hope 
hoping or, or rather not having hope. Uh, but, you know, just put yourself out there, you know, just just take the risk anyways. Um, men can't afford men cannot afford to have my head up our ass. So when we, so when men hold on. So when men talk about this issue and it's only men talking about this issue, we're crunching numbers because numbers uh, when you're in the courthouse and, and you're divorced, uh, when you're about to get divorced, it's all numbers. Ain't have none of that emotional married? shit. I have not been married. Oh, okay. I don't need to. I don't need to be. I don't need to jump out of a plane and know that skydiving is dangerous either. But anyways, <laughs> um, uh, it, it's all numbers. So yes, if I was to look for a black woman in America, eighty percent overweight or obese, out of the, so we're at tw- we're at the eighty twenty rule right off the top with one variable. One variable. Eighty percent of women are out of the market automatically. No, that's not true. That's not um, true? Considering, considering the type of women that you guys like, um, yes, 80% are obese, but let's keep it keep in mind that you guys like big ass and big hips, and that adds up to a large percentage of women that are overweight or considered obese. Y'all like them thick. Um, so let's not front there. Black men like some hips and ass, and especially a woman with a good hip to ass ratio. That That's what y'all love. Okay. And that's been proven time and time again. Okay. Then if you're talking about the Institute of Marriage and how hard it is to find that Da, 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 da. that's not hard to find a good woman in america it's There's just a woman. not yeah you're talking to two women that one is almost down the aisle and i've I'm, i've i've done it um so you know it, there is risk there but there are risks with everything that you do there's going to be a risk um you're saying that you've never been married but you have all of this stuff to say against marriage I just again, I don't need to be married to know that it's risky. You you can go getting in a car is risky. Everything that you do in life is going to be risky. Um, 50 percent of marriages work out. 50 percent don't. Me getting Um, in a car accident is less than me getting divorced. We don't know that. That's a (laughs) okay. Anywho. Let me calm down. You sound like he was about to get mad. Don't get mad. <laughs> let me, let me it's Easter Sunday. You know you're I will right, trigger. Right, 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 right. yeah, I will right. trigger on the way out now. Listen, um, that's what I'm good at now. <laughs> okay. I don't want a fat woman. Okay. You don't want a fat woman. You ain't got what? nothing to talk about. You ain't even got no woman. You should. You Listen. Listen. Hear me what, out. What is your argument there? Like, hear what, what, what me out. Hear me Are out. Are you about to troll me again? Because I'm no, to... I'm not about to troll okay, you. I'm about to ahead. give you some real ism. That man don't want no big Lizzie. Let him. He find ain't got him. to get no big Lizzo. Shit. We, Listen. Hear me out. Hear me out. She could be a little obese. She ain't got to be no, like. No. Hear me out. You ain't. You ain't listening. You ain't listening. You ain't listening. You ain't listening. Listen. Listen. She ain't got to be five hundred pounds. But if she a little bit over 200, that over 200 is going to fuck up your life. How are you trying George. to convince this man to accept somebody that he don't want? But listen, listen they, they convinced themselves this is the problem. It's not even that they don't want it. They be listening to other niggas on here and the other niggas be like, I don't want that. But the other niggas be laid up with it. That's what I'm trying to tell y'all. Yeah, niggas is, is lying to y'all. The they first- lying. Step. like you gotta be physically attracted to her to even and see he's telling himself he telling himself that's not what he want that's what he telling himself but if he, he got me, i don't know what i want 
No, you don't. If you got home oh and you let, let, hear me out, <laughs> if you was able to roll over in the middle of the night, and then <laughs> she had them goddamn pancakes with the turkey bacon. Well, I don't give a damn the, about none of that. Yes, you do. Yes, no, you do. No, I yes, don't. you do. If you had a good meal and some ass right there, you would be so much more calmer and happier. And you know and they what? say they they cheaper. prove that shorter men make better husbands. Fat women make better wives. This is fucking scientific fact. They, they fat asses ain't going nowhere. That's you why. won't go nowhere either. This because is fact. We, you wouldn't leave. The reason you why men leave. are not the reason why men are not leaving is because again they're hooked into the system, and we we already know the system is toxic. That's why men don't leave. <sighs> men are trying to stop you guys from getting married because they want to keep fucking the fat girls themselves. That's what it is. I don't want men to stop getting married. I want men to do it elsewhere. Like I said before. Come on down. Better- go, just, uh, let me know when you're ready to take a trip to Mississippi. I, I'm going to charge your ass out the ass, <laughs> but it's going to be well worth it. You let me know when you're ready. You and I'm going to take, you, I'm gonna take you out to the country and we're going to get you somebody who know how to cook, who know how to cook and clean still, and who know how to be obedient system, and know how to serve. Though. But it's still I got the same you. system though. That's the problem. Get a damn prenup. She assigned it. She don't. Oh, she yeah, don't have. She got a Mississippi public school again. education. She you gonna sign a goddamn state. prenup. What you tripping for? Are you that- a union without having a state sanctioned marriage. It's up to you as it relates to whether yeah, or not you, know, you decide. You know the government has already uh, has already thought of that, right? Like you scared of the government? In what? some states, in some states, and it varies by state. If you live with a woman long enough. You're on the hook for what they call palimony. Child, you got to figure out what states you can get married in that don't hold you accountable for that. This is what you part of Midtown Universe. You should know this. Or, Or I could just, you know, keep going out here fucking randoms. No, trying to figure that. out if she if she's selling that ass while you ain't around you know she gonna be nice because she in a third world country that ain't no she, she no, you you going no to Colombia next here. when they live travel sanctions right that's no yes i am oh, you, Child, you got you more chances of fucking a single mother over there than you do over here i'm not that looking to go over there i'm not you're right but i'm not going over there to to just fuck you going over there to find a wife yes exactly you got Don't more chances it. of fucking like, a single I, I, mother, of a wife and a single mother over there. Uh, you don't think I'll know if she has a kid if I'm if I'm ready to get married? Are you serious? Listen, it's women over here that lie about having kids. <laughs> <laughs> that's the game. Yeah, that shit was wild. Let uh, me know, MGTOW Universe. Let me know when you're ready to take this country trip to Mississippi. You let me know when you're ready to go to the country. We're gonna find you a wife and find, Let me know. find a destitute but nice and humble and cooperative woman, probably from the projects. That's not gonna give me any trouble. Oh, she ain't gonna be from the projects. The projects in the country is different. See, that's what you fucking up at already. Okay, from that's the different. Okay, from the country. From I'm the country. Gonna, and she's gonna be so grateful that she's not gonna screw me over and she's gonna be Facts. Too dumb to look up the laws. Facts. That would be a great strategy. If it was, if, if you, know, you ain't serious about this. You are yes, not serious about this. I am completely serious. You let me know when you're ready itself. to go to Mississippi. Okay. Anywho, um, you know, got me off track because you're over here trolling. Um, but in ter- terms of the numbers, uh, it's just, it, it doesn't make sense. Um, and I forgot, I had a whole, 
damn excerpt I wanted to read. Okay. Anyways, um, <laughs> thank y'all so much. Uh, uh, get out of Liz- Lizzo land for the guys that want to get married. Um, and absolutely, a woman having her father in her life makes a difference. But again, if if all America has to offer men is bend over, pucker your ass, and hope you don't get screwed, if that's the best strategy that they have, Ooh. and it is, then SYSP, it is, uh, because it's nothing mathematical. Yes, it is. Uh, all you have I, to I do is get a prenup. And prenups seem to be like a dirty word. Prenups and submission go hand in hand in this space. Because nobody uh, wants to get a prenup. Nobody why wants not? To to, because nobody wants to get a prenup. Because you're scared of the bitch. You got to be scared of the woman not to want to get a prenup. Why are you scared? I'm not. A, I'm not a, no one's afraid of women. Uh, the reason why guys don't want to get a prenup in this space, because we've heard nightmare story after nightmare story. you have not heard nightmare story after nightmare story what you have heard is that most prenups work dr dre's prenup worked uh dre is worth dr. Billions. Dre is still paying 100 million dollars he is paying 100 million dollars to a woman that he had been married to for decades right if he didn't, if he didn't get married to that he woman, had a prenup his prenup still dollars. went through you think that woman wasn't vital to his success she's a whole attorney you think i have she, no idea Neither actually, one of us that was part of the divorce decree the the relationships that she had garnered or that she had helped him establish she wanted to be able to profit off of those relationships literally she's a business attorney. they wanted to lead a woman with a, a damn career pre-sun and a goddamn lunchable and thought she should just survive off of that we got no, actually we prefer yeah, her to price. stay in the marriage and not get divorced yeah well if dre stopped uh being beats by dre you know shit might work out <laughs> and did she want like a lot more than that yeah, and the prenup was upheld and the prenup was upheld the prenup was upheld i'm still paying a hundred million dollars i don't consider that success but anyways the reason why guys because guys don't want to go in front of a judge and a woman be like man i was on my period that day i was under arrest and then the judge throws it out because it is his discretion that's what guys don't want to do MGTOW, we want to interview you at some point definitely okay. got to you down right. for that i am but uh, send, us, send, uh, send us an email um we're at the breakdown 2020 at gmail.com that is the breakdown 2020 at gmail.com okay we we need to set that up um but Nick Tal, what's your final thoughts because we got to go I'm, okay but i, I would have been done already but um <laughs> keep interrupting I, I, I don't think y'all realize how <laughs> exceptional you two are but uh thank you all for having me again i greatly appreciate it I think I've spent like two hundred dollars in super chats, and I'm glad to do so. I we appreciate. We definitely appreciate that. Uh, thank you to the panel, um, and you all have a wonderful Easter. Same thank to you. So you. Enjoy your day. <laughs> you know, I got the troll a little bit. We ain't signing ish. What's your I'm final here. thoughts? Because you're not gonna be the last. Ray got to be the last. Ray started this. Okay. So, anyway, thank you, uh, Sister George, for allowing me up concrete make sure those raisins are in that potato salad <laughs> and uh <laughs> and first i want to say this first i'm definitely pro-marriage pro-marriage is great for building a family and if you want a family you definitely should do that inside of marriage uh but i think that we're practicing old economics and we need to get to new economics if we're really talking about building wealth uh the economy just doesn't promote that 
building wealth now is is putting your money in the markets putting your money in cryptocurrency putting your money in game coins uh just regular stocks and bonds and things like that and you'll come out a bit better than uh if you if you just try to build your wealth inside of marriage right i think marriage probably would have worked in the 1980s 70s yeah you're right where you know you have a lot of equity in your home but just in today just in today today's economy and today's market you there's just better ways you can uh you know utilize your money especially like getting apartments for airbnb rentals that's also a great way to do that or putting it in toro and things like that like you know investing in the gig economy and, and gig kind of platforms so and next when i when we talk about marriage I personally think SYSBM is definitely the right way to go because to be with a woman who's fully going to be submissive, she has to be raised by her father, right? A woman that's, that is uh, not raised by her father, you're asking for trouble. And secondly, you, you want her to be educated. You want her to make money. Women have been working since the dawn of time. When it was barter and trade, they were in the fields. During the 50s and 60s, she was the librarian. She was the teacher. She was the secretary. Women have always worked and still remain submissive. So I, I don't know where we're coming from, where where women have never worked. Because even in the 60s, women were teachers. Women were librarians. My grandmother married a librarian. Black women right? have always. Say again? Black and white women were librarians and teachers. And I'm talking about since our inception into this country where white women weren't working, black women have always worked. Yeah, black women has has always worked, but even even when even if you want to count slavery, right? Majority of white people weren't here, and even then, she was the overseer, right? Actually, she went to the market to pick out the slaves, not her husband, right? She actually oversaw the day to day mm -hmm. managers of that, right? Like uh, white women, white women were actually you want to call that work profit and off the labor of something? Go, go ahead. Well, I mean, I'm just I'm just I'm just, I'm yeah, just girl, saying like nobody was sitting eat home. my potato salad too, right? So, so I just, I just want to, I just want to close with that. So basically like, you know, if you want to build wealth it's definitely in the market side hustle, things like that for marriage, you definitely want to find a woman who been raised by her father and that's why SBM and that's it. Well, thank you so much. We ain't signing ish. Um, you always keeping up mess on a panel, but we, we <laughs> always. No, but I'm I'm saying <laughs> no. Yeah, I'm we're no, we're just no, yeah, you know we gonna talk our stuff. That's what we yeah. do. But definitely enjoyed your commentary. Definitely. Take care. Let me get back to my quarantine. Three thirty-three home. Sounds like have a good one. Bad stuff. All right, Ray. Um, thank you so so much for presenting this topic absolutely um to us uh this turned out to be a really really great discussion um mm -hmm. we really appreciate it this was a thank really you. good great topic and really thank you for topic. your take on it too um yes. definitely first time hearing you like engage and you have some very interesting commentary around the topic it's obvious that you've researched it in great detail and it was a you know pretty uh full panel and lots of people with different commentary but definitely would have liked to hear even more from you because i i enjoyed what you had to say well thank you i'm glad that i can contribute and i and i live that also and i do i am concerned that the millennial black men are getting information that's going to not work for them uh the gen, gen xers and bloomers 
they've made their decisions, but the millennials and Generation Z uh, must look at these things a little bit differently. And I do appreciate you, both of you for putting this information out there. And I think it's vital that we really discuss that subject. So to answer the question, is failure to marry keeping Black men broke? I would say yes, because marriage is a success driver of Black men into the middle class and eventually into the upper middle class. Now, this was from that survey, Black Men Making It in America, the report that showed that 70% of Black married Black men are in the middle class, but only 20% of never married Black men. And if a man, Black man divorces, he's knocked out of the middle class, only 44%. So these are things that people need to consider. We talked about the macro issues, the institutional discrimination, but our strength in fighting against that is to have a partner, our wife, our spouse, who is closest to us, who is our 110% for our success and the success of our children so that we can overcome these obstacles. So I really appreciate you, uh, both of you for doing this and continue to wish both of you much success in your show and the endeavors that you're participating in and congrats c rose uh, on your upcoming wedding and also congrats uh, sister george you. on your on marriage as well thank both you so of you much have a great day and I, I really appreciated this thank you absolutely thank you ray definitely appreciated it this was a very interesting topic um the conversation the dialogue that ensued as a result of this topic I wasn't even expecting it to be so good like this. It was just really good dialogue around the topic. So again, thank you for presenting it. It was our pleasure to go ahead and cover the topic. Um, yeah, we appreciate you. And thank you so much to everybody who chimed in. Learn some very interesting information even on today. Um, Ray L and how he shared the article that he was reading from mm -hmm. actually did make me think about the other point that was brought up on the panel regarding maybe this was a point that should be presented to black women because highlighting the wealth that black women accrue by the time well their their wealth um and their um overall wealth i guess by the time they're 60 when they you know remain in a marriage um was very eye-opening to me because i had no clue and it's definitely you know something to explore further so i appreciate everybody who came up and chimed in this was such a dope conversation and yeah we appreciate everyone also who um contributed via um super chat absolutely well, we will see you guys back next week. Hopefully you guys have a great start um, to your week this week and we'll see you soon. We're out. Peace.